This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to try and have any sort of like formal introduction or anything like that. Uh, obviously, it's a uh, it's a it's a a, a Ryan uh, and Ryan. It's a double Ryan affair right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, two Ryans get together to, to chop it up about uh, the new um, long overdue Cronenberg film uh, Crimes of the Future. Mm-hmm. Now what what's your um what's your experience with uh david cronenberg in terms of like his films in terms of like you know what's the first cronenberg movie you you saw mm-hmm. and like are you a cronenberg fan i'm i wouldn't say i'm a cronenberg head i would say that i'm a cronenberg casual fan you know i i'm aware i like i was aware of his bigger movies growing up um i remember the first time i saw one of his movies it was like literally like a fever dream because i i was sick um, I was like maybe in like second grade or something. And um, it was on like Turner Classic Movies, um, The Fly. That was the first one I saw. Yeah. And just watching that, it's <laughs> just like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was just a uh, uh, fucking Jeff Goldblum, just like a normal guy. And then like throughout the movie, he's like, he arm wrestles this guy, breaks his arm and it gets all nasty. And then he like, he starts like melting and shit. And like, I think I was, I started throwing up. <laughs> it was kind of the perfect way to watch one of his movies, honestly yeah just completely confused and completely like sick and like what the fuck is this (laughs) yeah i feel like i feel like that's a lot of people's uh introduction to cronenberg i feel like uh like the fly i i recently i said that the fly is like my favorite romance movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) um uh it's it's like outside the box romance movie uh but as far as me like i remember having similar experience uh with the fly i saw that when i was young um and then I saw, you know, his other movies, but the fly was the one that was like my sort of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it my gateway, mm-hmm. my gateway drug into, into, into Cronenberg and like the whole idea of like body horror and, you know, um, yeah. And it's just, he does this very well. Like, um, even, even, even this movie crimes of the future, right? Like Cronenberg's last movie his last few movies, you know, have been sort of, uh, even though I feel like Cosmopolis is the one movie that like of his later films that like is sort of getting uh, a reassessment and people are sort of like, Oh no, Cosmopolis is kind of, it's kind of good. good, Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like his other movies like map maps of the stars. And uh, I feel like, actually, I feel like Cronenberg when he went away from sort of like the science fiction, um, hmm. He went away from like the, you know, his sort of obsession with like, body. yeah, with like, with like Eastern promises and um, right with Eastern and uh, history of violence, which, yeah. which yeah. honestly, I, I enjoyed. Right. Um, I think history of I, history of violence, Eastern promises uh, are good movies, um, but I feel like that's that's the, the demarcation point is those two movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everything post 
those two movies. Yeah. Like up until this one, like I feel like now it's like haven't really necessarily been hitting. Yeah, they kind of struggle a bit. Yeah, I, I know a lot. I know a lot of people that have said like, "Yo, this is the first good Cronenberg movie," um, in in years. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and part of that is due to this. He just he just does. This is his bag. You yeah, know what I'm saying? like him doing this is like you can just tell. It's like, oh yeah, I can do this. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it reminds me honestly a lot of um like David Bowie's discography or a lot of other right. like um like legacy artists like that where in like the 70s and 80s it's just like unstoppable hits and then you get to two, the 2000s and everything looks like all the album covers look like it's made on MS Paint they go way too modern with it they try and catch up with the times and then you have something like Black Star which is like from 2000 and maybe 16 or 15 like his last album before he passed away which is just like him again as you said like in his bag and so morbid with it and like facing his own mortality that's kind of how I feel with this one um this new Cronenberg movie where it's just like all those years he was maybe trying to play catch up and then yeah. I, I I want Brian De Palma to come back in a similar way I feel like he can come back and make something uh in a similar capacity yeah I'm a big De Palma De Palma head for sure uh I even I always say this about De Palma um even like lesser De Palma or like mid De Palma is still interesting yeah you know what i'm saying like even the snake eyes and like some of the movies where you're like yo what is this even his black dahlia movie there's it's still like there's something about it you know what i mean there's there's something about it that's like uh yeah, yeah it's very him it's very it's, him it's very him so i'm just like yeah like almost like you know it's like the drake the new drake album right <laughs> <laughs> It's like, honestly, never mind, right? Like, I feel like some of these, like, Cronenberg's, some of his output before this movie felt like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, you just, <laughs> like, what is this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's true, that's true. I'm waiting for Drake's um, um, Crimes of the Future. This is his definitely, like, yeah, exactly. The in-between <laughs> the promises and, and Crimes of the Future era with the CLB and the, the honestly, never mind. He's the very lost and he's trying to get, play catch up, I think. Yeah, 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 it's it's like, it's like, this is crimes of the future, right? And then, like, honestly, never mind. Is crimes of the present, like literally, <laughs> it's literally a crime, like you just occurred in front of us. Uh, I'm like, what? What is this? That's a good like, point, honestly. I, if, he was, if he was doing some sus stuff, but it like predicted the future, like maybe like an 808s and heartbreak type thing, like okay, yeah. that'd be cool. And I don't you know, know, maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe he's really ahead. Maybe. And I don't like, know. It's I, a lot of cope with this album, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some. I'll say this. It does get better. I'll say this about that album. It does get better later, like mm, the well, late, late. Yeah, like later into the in that to the album. Like it's like okay, some of these are okay. Like some of these I I fuck with, but like yeah. just overall, I'm like, what is what is this? Like this. Yeah. Uh, R and B over house, like. Uh, it improves. The the first five songs are rough, and then once you start getting into like sticky and massive, and then. Mm. Which again, sus, sus <laughs> extremely sus titles. Uh, but as you start getting further down the track list, it starts to get a bit better. Um, I agree, but yeah, he's definitely he's definitely com- committing crimes of the crimes, <laughs> crimes of the present. Yeah. We want you to think you're committing. He's committing crimes in the present still, even though he's like you know living in Toronto and he's rich and he's not doing shit. Right, <laughs> exactly. And I feel like, ironically, another uh, Cronenberg. I believe he lives in Toronto. Um, oh, he is he? Canadian. Yeah, Cronenberg is Canadian. So there's another Drake connection. Like <laughs> Cronenberg is a Canadian filmmaker. Crimes of the Future is a Canadian finance film. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, the six. Uh, I don't think is Cronenberg in the six. I don't know. Um, but I know <laughs> he's in Canada for sure. His son lives in Tor- Toronto area. Uh, okay. So you know, um, he makes movies and stuff, mm-hmm. which like Possessor and which Possessor's good. I fuck with Possessor. Um, but again, it's sort of like like father like son in a weird way where it's like what's up with the Cronenbergs like what's, what's going on <laughs> with these people <laughs> like, like yeah. well, you kind of you kind of wonder like okay like what's going on with this family um, yeah because growing up my dad was an electrician he did construction and stuff but like if my dad was making a movie that I was throwing up to as a, as like a, um, a second grader I don't know how I would be able to cope <laughs> with that like I'd be like wait dad you made this this is disgusting <laughs> and, well, then, and then eventually you'd, you'd want to be like him I guess right Bro, yeah, and it's weird because, like, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with Cronenberg's uh, movie, The Brood. Uh, mm, I know of it. I haven't seen it. So, technically, that movie's all about his wife leaving, oh. like, him and his wife's breaking up. Oh, shit. Um, and when you watch the movie through that lens, it makes it even more fucked up. <laughs> you're like, yo, what the fuck is happening? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, this is a, a woman who basically uh her she makes babies her rage they call them rage babies basically like Mm -hmm. like you know like they grow out of her stomach like (laughs) they grow off of her stomach like you know what i'm saying like um they become these little weird you know um albino (laughs) looking children uh uh it is a very you know body horror-esque again um Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm a cronenberg head uh and like this, this, this movie, um, I just kind of love for those who don't know. I mean, I feel like how do you, how do you explain crimes of the future? How would you explain it? <laughs> I'm the deeply um, simple yet complex film, I would mm-hmm. say there's a, there's definitely a philosophy and there's definitely, you know, the, the, you know, surgery equals sex or whatever thing that he wants you to keep um understanding and he keeps repeating it and he has yeah. the characters repeating it over and over and over again but everything mm-hmm. going on around it is so fucked up and so foreign and if you're not like if you don't read a plot synopsis before it just throws you into this world of absolute chaos and you have to figure everything out yeah and the only touchstone the only touchstone little philosophical moments i feel like that are like the repetition of like the, the dialogue to guide you through because me watching this movie i felt like i was in second grade again like in a fever dream <laughs> i was in the theater like what the fuck is this like what yeah. is going on i don't understand <laughs> Yeah, it, but it was very good <laughs> overall, I would say. Yeah, the whole idea of surgery is the new sex. And like uh, this is like a, a future where um, people have lost the sense of they, their, their sense to feel pain. Um, mm-hmm. So therefore, you know, the new sex is surgery because being sort of like it, it is the closest proximity to what people can imagine or fantasize what it was like before uh when humans were able to feel pain i feel Mm -hmm. like uh i feel like the idea of like something entering you 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 seeing um and there's a whole aspect of like performance art and people making performance art out of surgical you know uh, not only body modification but Mm -hmm. like you know actual literal surgery like our main character uh is basically i mean what how would you describe he is a performance artist. You know, he is a performance artist. Um, yeah, I did read the Wikipedia uh, just before this because I was so like, I was just like in such a w- weird headspace. I just had a bunch of shit going on. And then on top of that, the movie was so confusing. And I was just like, what the fuck? I was just very, it was like a real um, visual treat for me. But I was, I left the theater, I left the theater thinking it was amazing. And, and I was deeply confused. But basically the main character, yes, uh, him and his wife, um, played by Leia Seydoux and the main characters, Viggo Mortensen, they're, um, 
yeah, performance artist essentially. Mm-hmm. And he, he can't feel pain. And he's like attached to these machines that feed him. It's like this um, chair that looks like bones or that is bones essentially. And that mm-hmm. feeds him. And uh, he, he has this condition, I guess, um, in, in this post-apocalyptic future where he can like, he j- continues to grow organs. He continues to grow livers and like, mm-hmm. uh, like spleens and fucking right. stomach and stuff. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Apparently, and, and this is another, you know, another plot point to this movie, which is uh, in this future, right? Humans are starting to grow these organs that they yep. say are like, like basically like tumors. And they believe that they're like useless organs. Right. Um, and Viggo Mortensen, um, he's the one person that like continues to allow these to grow and then has them removed like via uh, right. this, this gnarly ass uh <laughs> uh autopsy ta- uh, uh machine um that looks like uh it looks like org it looks like organic technology right um and his partner um she operates it and this is the so the sort of this is what he's become uh i guess he's got a level of fame for doing this like um at least in the art scene you know what i mean he's mm-hmm. he's become like notable and a notable figure for for remo- like people watching him remove these organs that he like allows to grow fully inside of his body um and it's just a very like and even even the beginning of the movie we're introduced to a kid right Mm -hmm. um and the kids yeah the kid is like we see the kid like you know he's just like a normal kid he's out playing by the beach and and then you see him like in the his mother watching him but like you can tell right away but the way the way his mother's looking at him that like like what is like something's off like she's not watching her kid staring at her him lovingly you know, she's staring at him as almost hate him. She's she like, right, him. right, right. She's telling him not to eat stuff, you know, um, put stuff mm-hmm. in his mouth. And then you then they cut to uh, the kid in the bathroom. He's chewing um, on something. And then you you realize it's revealed that it's a, a plastic garbage can. And he's like mm-hmm. just biting the shit out, just eating it, just munching away. Um, and then we see the mother uh, come into the room while he's sleeping and put a pillow over his head and suffocate him. Um, mm-hmm. and kill the kid and then get on the phone and call uh scott speedman aka uh the fucking hybrid from underworld <laughs> and from, from felicity uh and she says come get that creature you call your son he's dead her husband right? yeah. Her, whatever the kid yeah, yeah 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 which is like you're like yo that's fucking dark you know what i mean like what just you know you know it's i knew at that point i'm like okay we're back cronenberg's back you know? <laughs> yeah because this is <laughs> odd world like it opens up like you said like with this kid but like he's like on this beach and there's like a, a cruise ship turned over like in the water and there's nothing going on around him. And it looks right. like it's in like Greece or something. It's yeah. just all like you can just tell from the beginning. It's all fucked up. Right. And I, I like and this is another thing I like about the movie is like the weird sort of uh, timelessness of the future. Like mm-hmm. you can tell like this is like supposed to be like a, a, a vision of like a post-apocalyptic society, but not in the traditional way we would see that. Right. Mm-hmm. Where humans are still alive, but humans are no longer um and i feel this is the greater theme of the, the actual and the greater sort of idea behind this movie is that like okay so at, at a certain point like humans have started to sort of because of the the way humans have altered and changed the environment so much um organically uh uh and, and ev- evolutionarily like they themselves have started to undergo changes that they they don't quite understand what it means you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like um, some people do. Scott Speedman being one of them, he has an idea, you know, what I'm saying in the group of people that we find out he, that, you know, are in this sort of like uh, underground sort of if you want to call them 
they're, they're they're sort of like revolutionaries to be you know what i mean yeah um, it's, like a, it's like an art like antifa or like a te- art like terracell or something like that yeah and, and then you're introduced to to sort of uh this uh i don't know what's the name of the 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 sort of unit with uh with the uh, kirsten stewart and uh and the guy oh you know, like, they work for like the government essentially they, they work, work for like, like the government the, and and there's a new it's like the organ like whatever like um, yeah yeah so they're they're in charge of like tracking the organs right tracking these organs tattooing them and sort of like mm-hmm. cataloging them because people are growing these new organs um shout out to kirsten stewart by the way uh oh I, yeah she's in the movie she's so creepy and so like like um uh like not aloof she's like the, op- the opposite of aloof she's just like a little bit too hands-on i'm low and, key, like very weak i'm i'm low-key uh, uh like damn her, I'm low key a Kirsten Stewart stand. Like I'm Kristen Stewart stand, bro. Like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> like I, yeah, I just, I just feel like she's excellent in this movie. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about her. Mm-hmm. That, you know what I'm saying? There's just something about her that's like watchable. She's not even doing anything. Like you know, and you're just like watching her. Like I don't know what it is. Like you know, it's like it's weird because I feel like both her and Robert Pat, Robin Pattinson got like this. They got labeled a certain way because they were in the Twilight movies, right? But like mm-hmm. their 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 post twilight output has just been like the majority of it has been super excellent, like right, respectable, you know. Um, and just I'm like, yeah, I don't know, like I I just you know I lo- she doesn't even have to really like I feel like, you know, people do one of the main criticisms of her, you know, has always been sort of like, uh, uh, she's like, I don't know, like like you were saying that aloofness you know, that she has like, yeah, yeah. Almost like a standoffishness or like a, like anti-acting or something. Same with like Ryan Gosling and drive where it's like, he doesn't say very much. It's like that kind of thing, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Like, yeah, some people would think that she's not, she doesn't do very much on screen, but in this movie, I just feel like, like, I agree with you. She does. She does an excellent job at playing this like very creepy, very like character. That's like way too into the the main character and way too like, yeah, like she, yeah, she wants to like, yeah. get inside his gut. Like she wants to get him in his guts, literally, literally in his guts. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get into guys literally and then you're introduced yeah. you're introduced to this uh this cop uh who doesn't look at all like a, i like that too he's he's like uh kind of looks like homie kind of looks like uh saul williams <laughs> uh uh he comes in and you don't even know he's a cop just by the way he's dressed he's not dressed in any sort of like uniform or whatever um but he's he's first we're first introduced to him when he he goes to interrogate Kirsten Stewart and her partner who are, you know, in charge mm-hmm. of like cataloging these organs. Right. Um, but then you do you discover. Dude who has like the extra, or- yeah, yeah, the extra yeah. organ on him, right? Yeah. He, had, he calls it a tumor. He looks, like a, he looks like a model for like ID or some shit. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's like, it's like, he's got the, like the, he's, 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 you know, he's got the, the, the twisties in his head a little bit, little baby, baby twisties. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's like, <laughs> I don't know if he's like, he, he, he's like African, but I'm not quite, I can't quite identify the accent, you know, his, cause he speaks in English. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a very interesting looking actor, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I like the choice of making him sort of like the cop. Uh, yeah. Because it's not even on some like, Oh, it's like, uh, no, it's just like, it's just so different. Like, it's just like it, it further sort of uh, sells the idea of like, this is a totally different uh, reality. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, like, cause we find out that Vigo Mortensen and him are sort of like Vigo's sort of kind of like uh, working w- with him, you know what I'm saying? Sort of to try to infiltrate sort of the Scott Speedman and these types of people that are, uh, 
and I don't know if she, I'm just going to give, give away the plot. So the reason that the kid is, eating oh, yeah, we're, pl- we're, we're deep in yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> reason that the kid is eating plastic is because humans have sort of evolved are starting to evolve. Um, and the kid is born this way, right? The kid is the first, he's like the first it's established that he's the first one who's born um, this way as, as, as all these other people like Scott Speedman himself, have been sort of like mm-hmm. allowing the tumors, the people are the sort of what the the the, the sort of uh, they the like vestiges or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the, like- the vestigial they they quote unquote vestigial. It's not even vestigial. They they just they think they're useless organs that they're growing, right? Right. Um, yeah. So people usually get them removed. They're not, and they're actually modifying themselves, right, to sort of like eat and ingest plastic. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, sort of like in a way to sort of in a response to sort of the amount of shit, like plastics and whatnot. That microplastics. The human, yeah, yeah, microplastics, like ironically, microplastics is in the zeitgeist, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's a big thing on IG. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, but like, so like humans have evolved to sort of like, these humans specifically have evolved to sort of like, uh, have embraced the idea of them evolving um, to no longer like, you know, there's a reason why we don't feel pain anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's a reason why we have these organs. Uh, we need to embrace it. This is sort of like the evolutionary. This is nature's way of like saving itself. Like this is our mm-hmm. role now, basically. We're no longer sort of, in, you know, like to sustain ourselves. We have to sort of uh, ingest all the shit that we made and put out into the into the environment. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Nature is making you grow these things. And it's like, it's like, yo, like this is for a reason. Like, like the, the world is so fucked up. That this is how we're evolving now, essentially, and it's like yeah. at such a rapid because people are growing organs so so quickly, mm. and um, yeah, it's very very interesting. And it's it's a very it, you know it's a very again like Cronenberg has always been big on like he's been always been big on like concepts like this like uh, you know he's all, and and I feel like I don't know like and this, this is another thing I forgot to mention that Viggo Mortensen is in this movie and this is ironically the first Cronenberg movie you know like old style Cronenberg movie that Vigo Mortensen is in because initially, you know, it's history of violence and Eastern promises. They're right. not, the, they're not the traditional Cronenberg, you know, body horror type of film. This is actually the first time that they teamed up and he's done a, this type of Cronenberg movie, um, which yeah. is another interesting aspect of uh, crimes of the future. It's like, Purposeful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we got, we, like we back together now. It's, it's like, you know, it's like when you see like a music, a musician, right. And they're like, they do a collaboration with somebody, but then they like, don't do what you want to see. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're like, oh, like you work with DJ Premier or like, okay, but like you didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you did some bullshit. And then finally you're like, all right, now we're about to do some real, some shit we wanted yeah. you to see you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you worked with the I, producer. I feel that. like the whole thing. Go ahead. Oh yeah. I was going to say, I feel like the whole entire thing, including his, um, his, his inclusion in the movie is like such a commentary on like, like modern art, like the way that art is portrayed and the way that like, um, media is portrayed and stuff like that. Like every, every, every cover you see, like you mentioned Robert Pattinson, you saw his like transformation cover on GQ. You see Brad Pitt's newest cover. It's like, he's unrecognizable. He's he looks like, a, he looks like a fucking hyper pop star. Like it's so crazy. <laughs> and so, so it, I feel like it really definitely speaks to like this whole idea of like, uh, using old actors who, you know, traditionally from things and putting them in this brand new context that like just so so it fits i don't know if he did this on purpose but it just fits so well with like like the zeitgeist like everything that's going on where it's just like nothing is normal either you know nothing in our nothing in our world is recognizable as it was either <laughs> you know what i mean yeah facts. Like everything is yeah, everything is completely flipped and, it's, and he's, it's, commenting, it's, he's commenting on it i think 
Yeah, and it's in an interesting way. Like even like when he's like, they they do the performance with even the guy with the ears. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, which is like there's this guy who's got his eyes and mouth sewn shut, uh, and then like he's got all these ears all around his body that he's grown. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like this, and then Vigo Mortensen pulls up, and he's got his like you know ninja mask on and shit. Uh, uh, he pulls up to the performance, and he speaks with the woman, I guess, who's like, I don't know, she's apparently she's a figure in this sort of uh, performance art world, right? And like uh, she mentions, like, oh yeah, like the ears aren't even functional, like uh, you know, he can't <laughs> even really hear, you know, it's just part of the performance, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like. Yeah. Again, that's a commentary. So yeah, it's a commentary <laughs> on that that whole scene, right? You know what I'm saying? Like even now, in a way that's like, it is it is interesting how like this movie. And apparently, this is like an old script, which mm-hmm. I like. Like this is some shit that he abandoned a long time ago, um, which makes sense. Um, and I feel like some of the people. This is how I know that this is sort of kind of like, this is good Cronenberg. Um, is because I either people either love this or they're like, man, this is like, nah, man. Like that's how yeah. I know it's good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's usually the barometer by which I'm like, something's probably good if you got two. The reactions are very pol- polar opposite. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're 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 very polar opposite in like. Uh... Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me pause for one second. It says yeah. a timeline of 10 minutes. Do we want to do you want to invite me again? Like reset after this or something like that? Or I can invite you to, to one because I have uh, unlimited. <clears throat> uh, I think I'm going to upgrade. <laughs> okay. Like I'm like I'm looking at it myself right now. It's what is it? It's like it's like what is? Let's see here. I think it's like 15 bucks. Let's keep this on the pod. This is interesting. Yeah, let's keep this on the pod. We uh, I'm upgrading the Zoom. All right. I don't remember where we were in the discussion. Of this movie. <laughs> we're back in business. No, uh, we, I forgot where we were at too. Uh, we were talking about, oh, let me see. What the fuck were we saying? So, I mean, okay. we were definitely on the tip of like how we were talking about the sort of like body modification or like the, the sort of performance art of the, the, the how the film is a commentary on sort of like how it feels like mm. a commentary on sort of the performative nature of sort of uh, the way people today um, seem to like everything that they do seems to be some sort of performance art piece. Oh, that's Simply, right. I was, I was talking yeah. about shit posting. That's right. That's what yeah, we like shit posting and like that type of thing. Anything that's like you do like online, right? Like uh, specifically and you know, on like social media platforms, mm. uh, like in a way, kind of is somewhat like performance art and then like some people fully embrace that like obviously we know some people that 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 are fully like basically like online performance artists you know what i mean like yeah their, exactly. their accounts are basically that like their whole sort of personas yeah that they, that they take on are very much like performance art pieces uh mm-hmm. so it's, so i feel like in a way like this this movie is a commentary on that, whether that's intentional or not. I have to say, I feel like it's intentional because I feel like Cronenberg is a very cerebral sort of a filmmaker and just a cerebral person in general. So I do definitely feel like he's making a commentary um, on sort of the, the times that we live in. Like, I don't know how online Cronenberg is. Like, he doesn't feel like he's an online guy. No. Uh, 
but that being said, you never know. He might have burner accounts. You never know. He might be, he might, he might be drill. You know what I mean? Like, you don't fucking know. <laughs> Remember? Drill. Uh, uh, oh. you, you never know. Uh, if you yeah. told me, like, like when he passes away years later, it was revealed that he was like an f- infamous fucking like online figure. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. <laughs> yeah. He's on a downward spiral. <laughs> but um, that's funny. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, yeah, maybe he is online. Maybe he isn't, like, especially through his son. But I feel like he he's definitely one of those older guys who like, keeps up with the modern times in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's weird because he's always been on, he's always been on the whole sort of, uh, you know, with his, with his, with his uh, fetish, his, it seems like a fetish, a fetishistic uh lens that he takes uh or maybe it's not fetishistic maybe it's just he has an obsession or a deep interest in mm-hmm. um sort of the human body in a way where it's like we're sort of uh fragile if that mm-hmm. makes sense like like uh maybe that's not the the best way of sort of describing Cronenberg's uh tendencies as a filmmaker uh but but i feel like uh his son ironically enough um you see kind of some of those similar themes in his work and when i kind of like think about his films and his father's films uh in context with now right um and in context with uh just the way the world has changed so much um there it just feels like appropriate if that's the right you know what i mean like i i don't know like i feel like the themes that the, like even because again like body modification and like sort of this idea of like you know um i know people have have, have some some more reactionary types have talked about like this idea of transhumanism um and like i feel like it's easy to kind of pit both Cronenbergs, both father and son in sort of that kind of category of being like, these are about transhumanism. And even though I don't feel that way about crimes of the future, because I had uh, a friend of mine was recently saying that on a discord. And I was like, man, it's not really about transhumanism, in my opinion. I'm like, if anything, um, the people in this movie, the quote unquote uh, terrorist, if you want to call them that, they're, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Scott Speedman in his, in, in his uh, group of, uh people aren't like of they're not like yeah they have done things to their body but like these are natural like organic uh organs mm-hmm. that have grown through via evolution like it's not it's not like they're modifying their bodies with technology you know what i'm saying it's, yeah, it's like, ever, i don't know if you ever played deus ex like that that xbox 360 game i don't know if you ever played that it's a, it's a game all about like uh augmentations essentially like your main character like you like you can like change his eye out and he can have like like uh like infrared vision you can use his hand changes and like it like you can like shoot it out and like it hits people type of shit yeah i, I agree with you it's definitely like it's more about evolution and it's more about the evolution of the human self than um transhumanism for sure it's like yeah i see what you're saying it's like a new class of humans rather than going beyond humans like it's kind of yeah uh the friend of mine her name's larissa she's she's actually canadian too ironically uh uh and knows cronenberg's son ironically um but uh she 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 was very like it's a slippery slope and i'm like yeah i mean i could see i could see if if you're talking about something like video drone 
I don't know if you've seen Videodrome, but like the Videodrome, you could I could see that. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of like thematic things going on in that movie with merging of sort of humans with analog technology, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. When you think about it now, um, in a 2022 sort of, you know, perspective, it's like analog is like a thing of the past. It's all digital, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and there's other movies, you know, where he's touched. I think he's kind of like got touched a little bit of that. But like, I don't get that from this at all. Like, I don't like, yeah, he still has an obsession, you know, with the body, you know, um, and sort of like the technology is actually used to sort of perform surgery. But even mm-hmm. the technology itself is organic. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it looks like, like it's made from an, like from almost flesh. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, like the bone chair the and bone the, chair. Yeah, you know, the, stuff. yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, what's up with those chicks? <laughs> which ones? The ones with the drills? Yes. <laughs> like I was like, uh, so first, first of all, when they get naked to get in the in the thing, uh the they get naked because they're so excited they want to get inside that uh autopsy uh if you want to call it it's like a chamber <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying like they're like because they're excited because again surgery this idea of surgery is the new sex um mm-hmm. you know i think my letter I, my letterbox review for this movie was just like that face when you bust from getting your gallbladder removed <laughs> that's what this movie is bro like it's like yeah. yeah what the fuck like it's all about like this obsession people's obsession because they no longer again this idea uh and this is what i find kind of cool and fascinating in a way like this idea like what if humans no longer felt pain mm-hmm. like right and then in this world you know it's, it's actually the way they mention it it's not a big deal they just say it. one of the characters just mentions like you know you can't feel pain anymore like you know people don't feel pain um right. and i feel like that could i feel like you could watch this movie and miss that if you're not quite paying attention yeah, I, I actually did miss. That. I missed a lot of things in this movie, like the guy being a police officer. I had no idea. Like, my, like, yeah. like it was weird. Like, yeah. I, I saw it with some people that I met on Insta. And after I left the theater, they were saying all these things about the plot. And I was like, that happened. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It happened. And things I was watching. Yeah, yeah when I watched it and I've only watched it once. And I, I mean, I have it. I have a file of it now on my computer because I'm definitely going to rewatch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, they mentioned that they don't they, they, they can't feel pain anymore. And there's a couple of characters that talk about like, yo you know the idea of like what it was like to feel pain mm-hmm. um and he's you you kind of get the sense that that's what vigo mortis mortison and his and his partner uh are chasing like um that old feeling because part of being a human is you know the, the fact that like you're a li- you're you're alive but you can only be alive um or or only know what existing is uh or to what it is to be alive if you in fact know what that you're like it there's no life without death you know what i'm saying it's like right, it's exactly. like a, you know what i'm saying like we we have no context of what living is if there is no same with pleasure and pain yeah right right, right 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 once the pain is gone that's why the sex is not like a thing anymore it's like there's no such thing as pleasure because there's no pain to counterbalance it right exactly it's like what feels good like we don't we don't even feel pain anymore right you know what i'm saying but, right go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say this idea of like I don't know. I feel like like the life that we're living has is becoming increasing. I don't want to sound like a fucking like BYU student or something, but like <laughs> life is becoming increasingly amoral or immoral. And um, in this movie, I feel like it really ramps that up like to such a degree where it's like not like art becomes to 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 the point where it's like I mean, obviously, spoiler alert, like they cut the the kid like in, in into parts or whatever, and it's like it just becomes to the point where it's like 
art and aesthetic and like being cool and like trying to seek pleasure and like hedonism and that kind of stuff just becomes the most important thing and like morality is just like completely dumped like down the drain like by the end of the movie it's just like nobody is living any sort of moral existence everybody's like cheering and and clanking glasses around this like child that's being cut open like right right and then you find out like you said that like the government or the cop you know like or whoever we know like this the powers that be made sure that like the child's body parts were removed yeah because they're trying to hide this fact that like no no no, like people like because this child is proof that it like oh like he's it's the first one who was born this way like these changes that are happening to us are are a natural sort of nature's way of it's the next evolution in human existence right fighting against it they're like no no no. we need the world needs to remain the way we know it you know what i'm saying and you got to realize like i also think that's kind of a critique you know i always see this because of my own sort of like personal politics but it feels like a critique of capitalism you know what i'm saying like this idea that like they know like they know that this is a like they've seen it because they've made sure that it's being if they're making sure that this is being uh uh, repressed right that people don't know about this but they actually Mm -hmm. know that and them knowing that right that this kid was born this way Mm -hmm. right and that these people are like eating plastic and like and then knowing that right like they don't want that to become the norm like they right. don't they don't want that they want things to to stay the same because in that type of existence in that type of environment like they have sort of uh they flourish you know what i'm saying like um regardless of the fact that like maybe everyone else is suffering um maybe you know that uh right yeah yeah so i just really i i kind of i kind of feel the more and more i think about it you know what i'm saying the more and more the more and more it seems like a critique on modern society and the point that we've reached and like mm-hmm. obviously this movie takes place in the future and it's beyond that but it's sort of kind of like because it's beyond that it, it that in and of itself makes it a criticism of now like it's like you know this is where we're going like you know i mean this is this is potentially right. uh an alternate reality or you know an alternate sort of destiny for the human mm-hmm. race because we fuck shit up, <laughs> you know, so nature's trying to course correct, but people are still trying to stop that, even though we know we need to, which, you know, which is environmentally, we know that, right? That's like the, the one of the biggest, if not the biggest sort of uh, crisis that we face. Yeah, exactly. Species right now, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's different sides of the, 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 the sort of discussion where it's like, no, 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 like, you know, it's nature, like, but uh, you know and then there's people like no you fucking moron like we're gonna die <laughs> like we gotta we gotta the, stop the yeah. pure capitalist would love for it to just you just you're just standing in the middle of Times square and it's just all gray and all fucked up but it's like wherever they're at they're okay like whatever exactly. penthouse or whatever bunker whatever like that they need to however they need to adapt like they'll do it and they'll like let like yeah exactly whatever yeah whatever they need to adapt they'll stay with but everybody else has to like suffer and they like, live in this gray fucked up world where everybody's like fighting to survive and that kind of thing i, I definitely see that um it's a, i mean it's a it's the movie is kind of a critique on like everything uh even a critique or like a, a maybe like um review of like his old movies and stuff i mean there's like hints of video drum as you said there's hints of that one movie that i'm forgetting the name i think it's like it's like pure doubles or something or like um like, Body, um um, um you talking about no it's like pure twins or something. It's like something like that where it's like um ah uh, like something like that where it's like two twin brothers, right? And yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Jeremy Irons movie. Why am I blinking on that? That's one of my one of the better Cron. I mean, that's one of the uh goat tier Cronenberg movies. Um, why am I blinking on that movie? Somebody's going to listen to this and be like, "Yo, how the fuck is this dude? 
not remember dead ringers dead ringers yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, take on yeah, that yeah. like it brings themes of that up for sure i mean like the sexual nature like of the two brothers like how they're like trying to i, I haven't really see, I, I haven't seen the full movie but i just know like they're both surgeons they're yeah both, like, i think i really think and when i was watching this i really think that there's some references to dead ringers that's what makes me want to go rewatch it specifically when it comes to like the surgery things right like i'm like yo did he put any easter eggs in here about like how this is like a post dead ringers were like this this fall this movie's like the future like in dead yeah. ringers definitely existed like um yeah you're right about that i, I did notice that like uh how can you yeah. not you know what i mean it's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah I, I i see it as i see it as that and, and again like vigo obviously mm-hmm. just having him there is very purposeful having him recontextualizing this in this different world and like this different style and stuff is definitely purposeful and definitely a, like a critique on his older movies and looking at his older movies and stuff it's interesting. It's a criti- again. It's a critique on art. It's a critique on anti-art. It's a critique on you know <laughs> movies. A critique on politics, environmental disaster, microplastics. It's it's trying to do a lot, and I think it accomplishes um, it pretty well for the most part. Especially if you're disoriented and you're not really fully paying attention to like the the like all like the specific plot things. Because I feel like if you're really super duper in tune to like everything that's being said and you're understanding everything that's being said, the movie probably loses a bit of its luster. But I feel like if you're thrown into it as if like in the way that i was almost like dropped into it like like with no clue <clears throat> i feel like yeah. it's even more enjoyable no 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 i agree like i feel like this is the type of movie that like i feel like you just it's it's almost i, I guarantee i'm gonna return to this movie several times like you know um probably mm-hmm. this year like you know what i mean um but it's definitely one of those movies that like i feel like dropping in cold just like it's a great it's a great first way to experience this movie um and sort of being disoriented by sort of the way the world is presented to you and the way the information is given to the the sort of audience it's not mm-hmm. and again it's an adult movie in, in, in the fact that like it doesn't spoon feed you the shit you know what i mean like it presents it to you but it doesn't it doesn't assume that you're dumb um right. which i feel like in a marvel world like like that we live in which is like you know where marvel films are the biggest movies and they're the movies that are the most watched and consumed by people uh, like those movies are very overt, like, you know, thematically, uh, exposition wise in terms of the way they tell their story. Like everything is very out front and center so that you understand exactly what the hell is going on. Um, Honestly, a great comparison, considering how gray Marvel movies are, considering how and considering how they oftentimes um, it is easy to understand, but they do drop you in the middle of it. Like, especially if you're like in a late tier Marvel movie, mm-hmm. they'll just have these things that you just assume. It's like you had to have watched the Hawkeye movie to quote unquote understand this or whatever it's like a similar thing where like the world is already built for you kind of thing right but this movie just does it in a way more interesting way because it's like a it's a it's a standalone story you don't have to you really don't have to understand the other shit in order to watch it you know what i mean that's a good point that's a good point there are the marvel films do have uh contain a lot of uh references and things that are are very much um inside knowledge Mm -hmm because they already assume because the movies these movies are the most watched movies that you've already the people the audiences have already seen the other movies so therefore they don't have to do the heavy lifting or uh, over overhanded exposition because they've already done that in previous previous iterations of the movie um so that lets them that allows them in like movies like in game and shit like that to just sort of drop people in so if you watched in game first you would be like yo what is 
what is fucking happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is equally disorienting, but it's in a in, in a bad way because Cronenberg right. is on purpose. You know, right, what I mean? right, 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 right. right. In this world, there's a cruise ship flipped on on its side. It's like you're supposed to be like, what the fuck is this? Especially if you haven't seen the trailer, you're not familiar with those movies. You're supposed to be like, what the fuck is this? Right, and, right. And figure it out as you're watching it, and maybe watch it again because it's like that's how good movies are. Facts. Um, I'm interested. I would be interested to like if I could go back. Mm-hmm. And like not watch any of the Marvel shit that I have seen. I mean, I don't watch <laughs> just it drop in. and just drop in and see like how disoriented I'd be. Um, it would be hard because I'm already familiar. I was familiar with the comic, a lot of those comic books when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I watch any of them now is if, if I'm taking my son to see them. Other than that, I won't watch them. Um, but I've watched enough of them to sort of like understand it. And I've already kind of had understanding of it anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just wondering if I could like had no knowledge if i didn't read any of the comic books ever in my life if i've never seen any of the movies just go watch like in game i wonder how fucking what what kind of experience that would be <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i wonder if, if i'd be totally lost like yo what the fuck you know what i mean like it might yeah it might be I mean? it might be a better experience I, again like i don't know <laughs> like because i feel like i do feel like i like that type of shit like i get it like most people don't like to be challenged just like that's why a lot of people don't like movies that are subtitled right because mm-hmm. it's not that necessarily subtitles are challenging but subtitles are they they force people to sort of sit up and like engage with the fucking movie right you know what i mean because you got to read you got to read scroll and then try to put context to the shit you're seeing because you can't understand the words that are coming out of the people's mouths um and i feel like movies that like don't sort of hold your hand through you know um, mm-hmm. by explaining things to you like i appreciate that um because i'm like no, no no you don't need to fucking explain everything to me like um yeah i'll figure it out i'll figure it out like yeah there's bad ways to do that for sure and there's yeah. good ways to do that but i yeah. do feel like like the room style or something it's just like wait, what <laughs> is going on? like this is not explained and it's never explained and it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah right for right. sure cronenberg does that in a way where it's just like yeah he especially with this movie because i've seen his other movies and they're they're a little bit more straightforward even like um scanners is like pretty i mean relatively straightforward it's like a pretty simple through line of a plot you pretty much understand what's happening it's explained there's a lot of scenes where it's like people in rooms and then they explain what's going on but this movie yeah in particular it just he i don't know like i like when a director especially one who's like as storied as this one and who has like so much ammunition and so much aesthetic and like style in his belt comes through with a movie that comments on modern society in just like a, just a pitch perfect way because you would think someone like that would be out of um step or out of like you know um touch with what's going on in reality or what's going on in our modern times and he just again just well, totally fucking knocks it out of the park and i think a big part of that is the way it's been funny that you mentioned like style um mm-hmm. cronenberg movies and this movie definitely falls in this category are uh they have a certain aesthetic um and that aesthetic sells the whole thing and what I mean by that is it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the movie, it's not actually realistic. When you look at like the bone chair and like the way it looks and you look at sort of sort of like some of the. It's like it sells this whole like, I don't know if you want to call it this, like this dreams world or like kind of like thing where it's like it's not real. Like a Hodorowski movie, yeah. Like yeah, a- yeah, like oh yeah, exactly. Hodorowski is a good example of like that type of thing, right? Where it's like it's the whole because the whole world is is depicted yeah. depicted in this way, it sells the whole sort of 
it's uh, it gives the verisimilitude to it, right? It gives it it gives it a sense of like we we buy it because everything oh, yeah. around it fits in. Like so it's it's, disbelief, yeah. It allows you yeah, to spend, yeah. spend yeah, your disbelief. It's exactly. Like, tune in, and now we're in this world for an hour and a half. Suspension so. of disbelief, right? Exactly, and that's what I feel like. You know, Cronenberg's good at doing. Like it's, it's sort of like creating these worlds that are, you know, um, actually not realistic, but because they're not realistic and they're so consistent with the style, uh, it feels real. Like, and mm -hmm. you you just as as a viewer, you just buy into it. Like, oh yeah, like. You know what I mean? And then you could sort of focus and then people just focus on the ideas he's presenting and the sort of characters and like, you know what I mean? Like that's because you, a lesser sort of filmmaker would take this and it would it would take you out of the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, but he's very conscious of like keeping everything contained within the, the sort of bubble that he's created for this sort of viewer, for this world that he's depicting. Um because yeah, like every time I look at a Cronenberg movie, that's one of the that's one of the things about it that I find so kind of cool is like it's like this. It's a like Quentin Tarantino does this too, like but in his own a completely different way, which is like he does he it's hyper reality, like mm -hmm. we acknowledge like this is not real. It's like a form of reality. It's like hyper realistic, um, and because the worlds are in the whole sort of story is told in in a way like if if he broke that hyper reality it would break the spell so to speak you know what i mean you wouldn't right. you know you wouldn't buy it anymore you're like what the fuck you know because we all watch movies and we all know of movies that are like break their own spell mm -hmm. and, and it totally just makes you point like you pointed out like yo look at that like what is that shit you know what i'm saying like what the fuck you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like the better filmmakers are conscious of that and make sure that like like they don't do that. Like everything. all the right actors, all the right perfect things. Like yeah, right. Quentin Tarantino is is actually a good example because he he still suspends your disbelief in your reality in ways that you might not understand. Like I mean, like even like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of my one of my favorites of his. I think yeah. he really and it's a similar thing to Cronenberg where he takes all of his style and all of his things from his old movies and it's almost like a commentary on his mm -hmm. old movies. But like um, <clears throat> going back to like the hyper reality part of it, like um, the part with Bruce Lee, people were so angry about that, like that that they depicted Bruce yeah. Lee. Yeah. opposed to you're like whatever and even quentin tarantino was just like t talking way too much shit like outside of the film but examining it just purely like fuck him but just like on, on rogan's podcast he's like oh like my character could have beaten up bruce lee it's like just take that out of the <laughs> take that out of it take his ego out of it for one second and just contain it within the bubble of the movie bruce lee that scene is so crucial to the film because without bruce lee being a pussy and without like without like um more importantly without the main character being able to beat these like infamous like like villains or like infamous like um people who people see as like oh my god unbeatable right like a charles manson or like a bruce lee without that scene you the the flipping of reality doesn't occur and like the the end of the movie spoiler alert when he kills like the manson family essentially and like reverses like the whole history. thing yeah. right history <laughs> you wouldn't be able to buy that um if you didn't have that bruce lee that bruce lee scene before which is like which is like um, a flip of reality. It's not right. a real. It's an alternate it's real. version. It's an alternate version of history. Yeah. In, yeah. in real life, Bruce Lee would have beaten that guy up, and then in real life, you know what I mean? Like the Manson family, like the Manson family would have killed those people. That's how. That's how. That's a biopic. That shit was not a biopic. It's a flip of reality. And this is a similar thing where it's like, yeah, like like her just just killing her kid with a pillow. Five minutes in, it's like well, I'm. It's like I'm in there. You know, what I mean? this is not normal shit that happens. Yeah, facts. And even that Bruce Lee shit was kind of overblown. Like, I felt like the response to that was kind of overblown. Yeah. I mean, it, 
that's just modern critique and modern culture. People just blow things out of proportion. Well, I, f- I feel like we're reaching a point um, where that's sort of become like people are getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate Bill Maher, right? I fucking hate him. Um, <laughs> Same. But, but I feel like he is a good barometer by which you can gauge sort of the, uh, the modern liberal. Oh, yeah. Big time. And like recently, um, I was listening to another podcast uh, that that played this interview because they were actually talking. It's Champagne Sharks, but they were actually talking about like the fact that like um, the sort of the great awakening has happened, right? And like there's been a, there's now is a backlash um, that not it's not just like you know your traditional right wing people like, but it's like liberals now. And mm-hmm. you listen to Mars sort of like tirade about uh, a Washington Post. Um, Two Washington Post reporters on Twitter, a guy tweeted a joke. He retweeted. He didn't even tweet the joke. He retweeted the joke. The joke was like, oh, Weigel, uh, right? Dave Weigel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the joke, like there's two types of women. They're, they're either bi, what is it? Either bisexual or bipolar or something like that. <laughs> right, joke. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then his coworker, uh, she, uh, what's her name? Oh, I can't remember her name now. She got she she got mad or she was she well she didn't even say she was mad. That's my coworker. But then she proceeds to like go in on dude and get him basically suspended mm-hmm. and then but that's not enough and then she's like going off the whole time over and over eventually the washington post fires her because they got tired of her mm-hmm. but like uh he goes on a whole tirade about that like he goes in a very boomer you know boomer-esque kind of way uh that mm-hmm. he does that he tends to do uh but it is a good it, it is it is a great example of sort of like uh like you were saying, like the modern sort of cultural criticism that's like it's gotten it's gotten so crazy um, mm-hmm. that like people are sort of like uh, from different sides of the the sort of arguments and sort of like across the board are starting to realize like okay enough's enough like I know Trump broke all of our brains and like then it allowed it allowed uh, for us to sort of like have this hyper sort of sensitivity. I think mm-hmm. he accelerated it, right? He accelerated it. And so oh, there's levels to shit, right? There's levels to it. Like, and I feel like it's been pushed so far and it's become such a nor it's just so normalized, right? I hate using that term, like normalized, but it's just so normalized that like for people to sort of like call people out in this sort of very uh almost kind of like petulant way. Yeah, it's I was like, gonna say performative, going and going, def- going def- definitely perform. Yeah, yeah, definitely performative too. It's very performative, and it's very yeah. sort of like because I feel like a lot of people over the past, you know, few years, uh, specifically have they've been able to sort of benefit from doing that. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like they've been they've been sort of lauded and awarded, sort of rewarded. You know what I'm saying for doing things like that in a very public way. Calling people like, out, you're saying? Calling people out and being sort of very like, you know, like it's like it's like people now make fun of that. I'm so, you know, people that I'm so mad. I'm, I'm literally shaking right now. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's sort of o- o- overly performative, like display of like rage or outrage mm-hmm. and being fucking pissed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've reached a critical mass, like yeah. where where people are just like enough. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like okay you know we were willing to hear you out and we were willing to but like people have just taken advantage of it and unfortunately unfortunately and this is what i was saying from the very beginning it's like um unfortunately what happens is uh there's some great there's some great like there's some great issues and some great sort of social uh uh movements that that traffic 
and a lot of the sort of uh, territory that a lot of these people, you know, do, right? But unfortunately, it's th those people take away from sort of the validity of the things, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, like, like whether it's the George Floyd shit or whether it's, you know, LGBTQ stuff, whether it's all of these sort of like cultural uh, important sort of issues uh, that literally affect people's lives that literally have to do with like the lives of people um, right. that li live in our society. Um, and for, it's, it's always like this. It's like, okay, so now you're going to see um, it never works the other way, right? Either. Here's the thing. So you've got all these people who've been awarded sort of like jobs and gigs based on this idea of like, we want, you know, these corporations want to sort of project uh, that they're progressive and that they're, uh, you know, down for, you know, diversity, right? But here's what's going to happen is they put all these people in positions and they've made all this stuff, all this content, um, and it all of it's been the majority of it's been nothing but bricks. You know what I'm saying? They're like Shaq, Shaq shooting free throws, like brick. There's all the shit is bricking. So what's going to happen is the overcorrection, right? The overcorrection is going to be. We're not giving nobody any of this shit no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like now, 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 meanwhile, like they never do that when it comes to like the sort of like the typical average, uh, you know, you know, person of privilege, you know, whether that privilege is f familial, whether that privilege is race, whether that privilege is wealth, whatever, whether all three of those things intersect, right? The privileged people continue to sort of, they'll continue to be put in positions and given sort of those sort of uh shots so to speak but the people that you know normally weren't getting the shots that like they say look we, we gave all of you motherfuckers the shots even though they were like just you know doing it in a way that was tokenizing people and they were hiring mediocre people lesser talents it was not it wasn't it was cynically done you know mm. it was never it wasn't based on actual like ability no, I understand what you're saying a little you know bit. Like, like even with like the NFL, like they, the the whole controversy with that coach that they um like that mm -hmm. like they had quotas or whatever, and they like fake they like fake hired that like black coach for the Giants or whatever, and then like gave the offer to somebody else and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I know what you're saying. Like like um organizations like they overcorrect and they try and be diverse, <clears throat> but it's just it's just like in order to like up their numbers or whatever, rather than just do it. It's very cynical, and they don't they don't do it in a way that's like. They're actually looking for good creators and corporations and, are the original cloud chasers, dog. Well, because yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, and they ruin everything because it's like there are tons of LGBTQ writers that are amazing. There's tons of black writers that are amazing. There There's tons of Spanish writers, tons of marginalized people that are amazing at writing. But yeah, like you're saying, like they they quickly and hastily hire people um just just because of like their identity or whatever, rather than <clears throat> I know what you're saying. Like right. Like rather than actually like seek out people that are that are good at their job and and those things can intersect you know i mean there's tons of again as i'm saying there's tons of LGBT, lgbtq uh a plus, a plus people that are great at their jobs there's tons of minority people that are great at their jobs and great at writing and you can find those people and hire them but they're so lazy they just pick off the surface of like who seems to be like good or who seems to be like whatever in tune or like they're very out of touch with things and yeah like you're saying it, it sometimes results in lack and i feel like i don't even feel like it's necessarily uh, mm -hmm. them being out of touch as much as it's them selecting the types of people like that are sort of willing to play ball um, yeah. you know, that check the boxes too right you know what I'm saying like that's it it's like they don't care necessarily about the ability or the talents or sort of like if this person's 
quote unquote the right person for mm-hmm. the for for the to feel the no it's like does this person check the box right mm-hmm. of the group but also are they like cronies are they you know what i'm saying because it's still like they're still looking the same like i was always i was always said this all the time it's like like it's a superficial diversity optic right it's not like it's not like it doesn't matter about like the sort of exterior of the person or how they present right mm-hmm. when interior when it's, it's inside like it's not a diversity of thought like, you know what i'm saying they're not a diversity of perspective mm-hmm. because these people are all sort of like ladder climber striver petite bourgeois types you know what i'm saying like and those were the people that were already sort of kind of in those jobs yeah they, they right exactly, look, exactly you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so all it's the like people that are hiring are still privileged right in, in, in a way yeah. or, or, yeah. Or, or they just think the same it's like it's your yeah. You're you're just gonna be like, all right, how who could we get in here to continue the program the way it is? Like, right. okay, they just but look just different. Looks, it just right. looks it's, a little different. Just, it just looks yeah. like we were doing something, but we're really not. Like, because you're only yeah. gonna get you're only gonna get certain voices, you know, you're only gonna get certain types types of people who are gonna really get in there and play ball. And it's reflected in all of the shit, dog. It's reflected in all of it. Like all the stuff that gets made. That's why, that's why I I, I hate so much of the stuff that comes out, is because I like I watch it. And it's like some of it I can turn my brain off and enjoy. You know, I'll be like, yeah, I know that's some, some, some sort of goofy lib stuff, some, mm-hmm. neo, some neoliberal stuff, but mm-hmm. like I can like, OK, whatever. Like, but like a lot of that stuff is just so blatant, like it's so, so like ugh. and that's what's refreshing about crime. So the future is the, none of that shit is there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like whatever Cronenberg, you know, I'm sure Cronenberg is definitely someone with an opinion. Cronenberg is definitely an artist with a point of view, uh, but I feel like that never gets in the way uh for me when i watch this shit you know yeah you can't call this movie bland you can't call this movie like as you're saying like neoliberal or like on the level or like you can't call it like safe you can't call it any you can't call it i mean you can call it great because it literally is a great movie but Mm. other than that it's like yeah it's a very radical movie and that's very rare nowadays i feel like um because i feel like everything is trying to be radical or like whatever or have this like presentation of radical like yeah, a, yeah, like mgk yeah. or some shit like like have like <laughs> punk, a punk vest on or whatever but it's like it's not radical god yeah. i hate it uh, mgk <laughs> <laughs> yeah the fact that he's from ohio is just so bad like bro like, <laughs> is he? Uh, yeah like he's from cleveland god. i mean well, cleveland doesn't count whatever but <laughs> it does but it doesn't uh ohio has a lot of sins to pay for and one of them is mgk for sure mm-hmm. um uh, but you're right about guys like, you know, you know, he's just one of many sort of types of people who who kind of uh, co-opt the aesthetics of, uh, like you said, like the aesthetics of being punk, the aesthetics of being radical. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the whole like, you know, um, that's what a lot of the shit is. It's performative and it's like it's not at all radical. It's just like we're going to dress up like Black Panthers and shit. You know, we're going to do stuff like Black Panthers. Like, no, you're not like you don't even politically. They were socialists. They were Maoists. Like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like that these people who sort of proclaim they're sort of like a radical, you know, we're part of the Black radical tradition. Like you see a lot of these celebrities do that. Right. Um, and it's like, no, you're not like you're a rich person who's completely a capitalist through mm-hmm. and through you know what i'm saying like because yeah, there was a there was a time in history where most people were broke i mean i've people most people are broke now mm-hmm. but like more more people than that were broke you know what i mean so maybe in the 70s or something it was like there was millionaires that wasn't really billionaires and everybody had to kind of scrape by in, in certain types of ways so there was punk movements and there was like the middle class and there was this and that and nowadays it's just like 
upper crust of rich people and like those rich people's son, fail sons are like dressing up in you know like tattered clothing and you know what i mean pretending to be radicals and that kind of stuff and i don't know you just see it in media too like obviously everything is as you're saying everything is produced essentially by privileged people and, and sons of privileged people and it just ends up all coming out as exactly the same every single time ironically we were talking about cronenberg's son <laughs> yeah, i was thinking that too uh, yeah, he's not a fail son he's good at his job right but he's actually makes good stuff i do like his movies so far his output of these <laughs> films um but yeah there is i i have always said this before like i always like if you're a rich kid like for me like that is a strike against you mm. like like from the gate you have to sort of to me i'm like okay you've got to prove to me now yeah, like you know what i'm saying like you know like you, like i feel like i everyone in my opinion like i sort of like i'm just allow a, a certain like uh i try to like treat everyone sort of the same right where i'm like look at you as a human being as an individual and sort of like assess you based on sort of you know what you show me like in terms of like your character in terms of your actions in terms of the way you move and then i'll make my own sort of decisions about what i feel about you know you as a person right um and vice versa i expect that for people to do the same to me but i do admit to like when you're a rich kid that's just for me i'm like you're starting from a deficit with me where i'm like okay let's 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 see like you know i'm not gonna completely write you off uh but that is a strike off top yeah. you know what i'm saying oh, yeah, like, for sure um, because I'm like very cynical uh, when it comes to that. Because I just know, like you said, like so many of these people uh, who sort of are in positions of power and authority are positions, you know, in like be it media and otherwise. Like I've met and encountered so many of them who are just like, yeah, they're my daughter. That's someone's daughter. That's someone's son. You know what I'm saying? Like, do they have the qualifications? No. <laughs> like, they, didn't, they don't even have a college degree, but they hold a position at a job where it's like, you, you look you look at the job on Indeed, it's like, oh, requirements for us. You have any you know, master's degree. It's like, this motherfucker doesn't even have an associate's degree, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, how the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, it's like okay. the rules don't apply across the board mm -hmm. um, for everyone. That comes back to the meritocracy myth, the myths that, like, we sort of live in this meritocracy it's like no like what no we don't i feel like that too not to get too far off track but i feel like this is all related uh i feel like that was the big thing that broke the brains of liberals yeah, for sure you know what i'm saying about trump specifically is because trump is a living embodiment of the fact that the meritocracy is a myth oh yeah you know what i'm saying you like yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I wish people on the left were like more, not like Republicans in their views and in the things that they want to do, like the, like like anti-abortion. Like I wish all the opposite, but I wish we were as unified as the right is because the right, they just they repeat just like Cronenberg in this movie. Going back to the movie, they just repeat the same <laughs> things over and over again until they get it. Like in this year, you see it with Roe v. Wade being overturned. It's just like they it worked. You know what I mean? Because they all, no matter who they are, no matter if it's like. No matter if it's a guy who's like a centrist, which is basically on the right, you have Trump, you have like super radical right people who are like neo-Nazis, essentially, you have Ben Shapiro. All these people are all co-signing each other and they all agree with each other and they're all like, yeah, like, let's push these ideas. Like, let's, you know what I mean? And the left is so fucking fragmented and fucked up at this well, point. It's like, and, uh, and it's like, not to cut you off, it's like J.D. Vance, right? Like mm -hmm. J.D. Vance, who's running for Congress in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um he was the he was for he was an anti-Trump Republican, right? Um, oh yeah, those don't exist until now. 
like, and when he started to run, now he's pro Trump. And guess what? Trump gave him his endorsement now. So he was mm. talking shit publicly, but then he fell in line, like, because he understood, like, cynically, like, in order for me to win, I need Trump. You know, I need to sort of like embrace this, the Trump. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like rappers with Chris Brown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. right. It's gotta, like he's going to sell records. Let's, all right. I got to get this Chris <laughs> Breezy feature, bro. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not like I can't, I got to, I want to, I want to sell records, bro. Like, I want to, I want to get the plaques. Like yeah. it's the same kind of shit where it's like these Republicans are like, yo, fuck it. Like I'm a Trumper now, but like, even though I was vocally shitting on him, like mm-hmm. just like, a couple years ago. Um, uh, yeah. That's what unifies them. The, the, the dick riding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, he's like, your wife looked like a dog. And then a year later, it's like, he's working for his fucking campaign, <laughs> calling people to go yeah. vote for Trump. It's like, bro, like you have no, you have no principles, dog. Like, <laughs> like you have no principles. But that, that's the same on the other side. Like these motherfucking people have no principles, dog. Like we have no really unity. Don't. At least they, at least they can form a coalition and they can excuse it. Well, they everything. have unity because yeah. they have unity. It's just uh, the solidarity comes in weird, in weird places. Like again, we watched it with twenty twenty. You know, the twenty twenty election when, when the Democratic establishment fucking you know basically uh, you know fucking uh shot bernie in the fucking leg you know yeah. what i'm saying like like they came together like you know what i'm saying like <laughs> it was like oh uh, uh, uh voltron time fuck this you know what i'm saying like they all, they all came together it was you know what i mean like they all came together in solidarity like we got to stop this fucking guy he can't be the one yeah like you know what i mean and and and, and it's like again because there's certain there are certain aspects of 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 the way we live that these people will protect at all costs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they will protect the shit at all costs and that's when they'll work together. So they know how to do that. When it comes to, sh- when it comes to like sidelining the left, mm-hmm. or like that's what they're, they know how to do that. That's the, Oh, that's the saddest part. Yeah. The saddest part is like both parties, you know what I'm saying? And both sort of like main whether in just voters or if you want to call them that voters, people who identify as Democrats, people who identify as public Republicans and the sort of politicians that represent them quote unquote really they represent corporations and corporations tie into this too right mm-hmm. and the wealthy like every, all of those sort of like groups have one thing in common is like they know how to come together to crush actual sort of like left sort of momentum you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's like no nah, we this is this is both of them come together to crush left this moment right right they're like no 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 this is america you know yeah but this Trump is- won't even Trump won't even be like, oh, I don't endorse the KKK. Like the KKK endorse <laughs> me. Like who is that? Like oh, right, I don't right. know who the people are. Like right, right, like, right. Oh. You know what I mean? He they won't even like radical. He, like you know the, the proud boy stand back, stand by, all that shit. Like the radical right is like, oh, you guys just <laughs> you guys keep doing your thing. It's sick. The left, it's like, whoa, no, 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 no. You're know, both of our. You hear? Uh, you know how Biden fell off of his bike, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you hear Trump? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I will never ride a bike. So I will never bike. ride a bike. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker. He's the <laughs> funniest motherfucker ever to be president, dog. Like, it's fucking hilarious. It's like it's he's dangerous as fuck. Like, but he's only so. Da- Here's the thing: DeSantis is dangerous, like yeah. in a way that Trump isn't and what i mean by that is because desantis is trump but more polished Mm -hmm. he's he's trump with more competence so it's like oh shit like no no no, no. like we don't want desantis like no 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 no. like (laughs) like you know like because people that worry about trump like it's like yo you should be worrying about that guy 
Like, no, I agree because all Democrats give a fuck about nowadays is decorum and, and optics and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I noticed that in like trying to organize this like Instagram protest that uh, we're organizing. I noticed that too. Like, like any, any like minor optic or anything that people don't like, they just call it out and they try and just completely squash the movement. That's what I'm saying. And with DeSantis, like with DeSantis, like I, I see him as like, um, he has decorum. So like the left, not the left, but the the establishment the Dem- liberal establishment like, Democrats are yeah. like or like people like average like Democrats who like watch Hamilton and stuff. They're like, oh, he has decorum. Like I wouldn't mind having him as the as the president because he would keep things sane and this guy this and that. Like and that's a trap. Like that's like exactly what you're saying. He's way more dangerous because he can sway those like kind of people who are not as leftist and don't actually have real principles and people who are just there for decorum, quote unquote. He's gonna provide decorum, but he's gonna take all your fucking rights away. Exactly. It's like they are so obsessed with like the to having reverence for these institutions, bro, and reverence for the sanct the idea of the sanctity of the office and all this fucking it's it's childish, bro. Like it's like really it's like a child's fantasy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like but they they view it as like it's ironic how they spin it and they spin it like this is like it's the most like serious thing. Like this is a ser- like it's like no, you're a child. Like <laughs> yeah. like this is a this is fantastic, fantastical shit. Like you believing this is like people that who believe in the tooth fairy or some shit like, like right. that aren't children. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like that nonsensical. It's that absurd. But like, you know, this idea that like, you know, you can do whatever you want, but just you have to follow the rules of polite society. So to, so to speak. Right. You have to be, you know, that it's, it's civility politics, right? Civility, civility discourse. Again, that's why one of the main reasons they hate Trump, you know, because Trump just sidesteps that sidesteps that shit completely. It's like, you know what I'm saying? He'll talk about, you know, his, how, you know, his dick's not small. Like, <laughs> you know, remember that totally shit? Visible. Yeah. I can assure you, if not, I, like, you know what I mean? He'll say shit like that on, at the day during the campaign because he don't give a fuck. Uh, you know, he just don't give a fuck. And like, that's sort of the appeal of him is his celebrity. The appeal of him is his, his, like the fact that people view him as an outsider, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's ironically, he's not, I mean, he is, but he's not, he's the rich guy who grew up the rich guy that like all the other rich people were like, you're fucking, I hate this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? But like, he's still part of the thing. They still did business with him. But at the end of the day, he was like the guy that they annoyed the fuck out of him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but they sort of dealt with him. But then when he got into his position of power, it was too much. It was just like, oh, oh no. Like, but ultimately, he's still running around doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's still chilling with Kodak Black and stuff. Right. He's still free, free, free Kodak. I mean, he freed Kodak. He freed Wayne, you know, like, <laughs> he's done more. <laughs> Done more in that regard. Biden would never fucking man. Biden needs to fucking like free take a and like uh, you know he's got to do some shit. <laughs> he's got a free take a. Uh, he's got a free uh, <laughs> YM Melly. Uh, uh, who else? What, who else is locked up? That they oh oh free to free YSL. If he free YSL right now, he would get yeah, reelected. Bro. That's so true. He'd get reelected, dog. Like dead ass. <laughs> like. Biden guarantees re-election if he free YSL. Like if he was like I'm pardoning YSL, <laughs> like those are my slimes. My, 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 yeah, my, my, my slimes. <laughs> Got a hundred round drum. <laughs> my slimes. Uh, if he if he freed Young Thug and Gunna and the rest of YSL, uh, I would I would I would honestly fall. I wouldn't even talk shit about Biden. I'd be like, all right, let's fuck it. Like, I'm not going. <laughs> 
like, just let him go. Like, I'm going to have to leave you alone. Like, I don't right. know how we got to this point, but yeah. <laughs> crimes oh, of the man. future. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the crimes of the fi- fictional crimes of the present. Because uh, uh, you can't, how are you going to try them on rap music lyrics? Oh, come on. Bro. Yeah, that's true. Come on, bro. I don't. I haven't seen one single gun presented, murder weapon presented, nothing. There, I all I hear and see is is uh, rap lyrics. <laughs> like, like what the fuck? Like, come on, bro. Come on. But yeah, that's a crime. That that's definitely a crime, uh, quote unquote. But I guess it, it yeah. thematically kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, right? Uh, or not speaking, when we were on the subject of rap, uh, that Rolling Stone rap shit was horrible. Uh, 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 that list that they put out. Uh, yes, it was, it was quite bad. And I don't know you touched on this on your podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Bad. I can bring my list of my, my <laughs> top 20. <laughs> might as well talk about it, because I, I, I felt like... Why not? You know, I, I felt like, yo, what? Like, they got... They had Cardi B very high. Um, on that list um yeah they did that for clicks i understand how it goes i mean like even just making this like counter rap list like it got more clicks than majority of my other articles it probably is like this my second most popular it's not my page is not my the blog is not that popular but like this got like 120 views like not pretty good pretty good you know what i mean decent um and i understand how how it goes with clicks because everybody has said that same fact um with with cardi b with the i like cardi b don't get me wrong i like her i like her as a personality i've always found her enjoyable i think she's they did that shit on purpose they know they know that people are gonna get mad i know it's definitely some but it's like bruh you've got like illmatic on there yeah what, what I, no? they, knew. they knew for a fact they just knew for a fact because they put it at, they put illmatic at like 25 or something they just knew That's they know sure. that illmatic is they know that illmatic is top 10 or they know that illmatic is like top 15 and they just purposely put it up there so that they can put like these other things in between like so people can be like what this over illmatic oh you know what i mean that that is a crime that is a crime again crimes of the future that's a crime (laughs) of the present the rolling (laughs) stone is the rolling stones list just like the Drake album is a crime of the present um these they need to hire me me. this is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah hire ryan hire fucking ryan fucking fucking rolling stone or some some shit yeah Yeah. i put illmatic at four that's fair illmatic is a classic rap album it's a classic ultra classic it's great even though i you know i'm most critical of nas i feel like nas is winning grammys for mid-ass albums with hit boy i wish he would him and hit boy would not work together um Hit Boy's a great producer. No, Nas, is, Nas, is winning, Nas is winning Grammys because of Illmatic. That's yeah, why he's yeah. winning. Yeah, but like those hip, those kings, those kings disease albums. I'm like, Not no, it. bro, no, no. Nas is his discography. He's a, like his discography. His discography is like seventy five percent. Like nah, nah. Like and but the shit that is top tier is unfuckwithable. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah. But you know, yeah, his first two. I don't know Elmatic if you. I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you like listen to like uh, your old Droog, right? But like, uh, Droog, yeah, cool. Droog's last four albums body anything that Nas has put out in the past mm-hmm. decade, like because you know they get yeah. the comparisons because they sound the same. But 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 I'm like, if Nas was putting out those Droog albums right now, like mm-hmm. he he'd be getting all he'd be getting more more 
it'd be, they would be talking about those albums more like than they oh, talk, yeah. about, talk about like the, the shit he's doing with hit boy they talk about the shit more than the people talk about the Drew albums now like you know what i'm saying like but i'm like yo like i listen to his shit and i'm like this is like the type of shit that i want to hear from nas like like mm-hmm. i, I want to hear shit like this like you know what i'm saying like uh, it's it's like it's funny that it's like this ukrainian guy <laughs> who sounds like <laughs> who sounds like nas but like you know um yeah yeah the yeah. king's disease should definitely like like uh i don't know the phrasing of it like tickles the fancy like the joe budden um heads that kind of stuff where he's like this is this is hard you know what i mean like he'll play he'll play it and he'll put a bunch of air horns over it like starting the starting the podcast episode <laughs> shit that's who that appeals to you know what i mean yeah but this even hard you know yeah but sometimes <laughs> i like joe's his his shit is kind of like he so, said that he said that that um city of angel whatever that fucking like fabio uh, fabio foreign song is like he's like this is like the next step evolution of drill this is like bro it's like this is just drill commercialized to like the maximum extent and it's like not that special buttons his ear is broken bro like his ear yeah. is just <laughs> yeah. it's not it's just broke bro. like it's not and like you know like i actually like joe as an artist um uh, but even though he's hasn't he's done not putting out music anymore um i appreciated sort of like the mood music series and and some of his albums um but yeah he does that like no like <laughs> yeah he's wrong no he's wrong about a lot of shit that fivio shit is so basic bullshit yeah, like like it's, it's yeah. like yeah fiv no like and and that drill shit is like crazy what's funny about the drill shit to get on that topic right since we're all over the place um <laughs> yeah it's, that's funny how that sound has become like the one of the most popular it's own it become its own genre and now you have drill everywhere you have oh, like yeah you have like irish drill you heard any of that shit like the irish drill obviously you have the shit in london you have the fucking mm-hmm. you know there's like drill everywhere now there's like obviously you got the new york drill but it all started from yeah. chicago i was looking for mongolian drill the other day i couldn't find any <laughs> with a, Mon- that shit would be hard with the throat singing they should totally do that I'm surprised that it's not a thing yet. It, it will be. Just remember, remember, it was mentioned first here. Mongolian drill. We were ahead I of that shit. But like, yeah, like Fivio is like, I get it. He's like, people are really excited. I, like, I don't like, listen, I Kanye is Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. And I get like, yo, oh, Fivio's like working with Kanye. But I'm like, so what? Like, you know what I mean? Like how I kind of felt felt about it because I'm like, I've seen Kanye do an album with Nas and that shit was mid. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Back to Nas, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just, that, that album did that album was mid. No one yeah. talks about the album. Yeah, no, you're right. No not not a fucking not a soul. That like it's like lost. It's like yeah. if you have to be like, I even me mention it, it makes people remember it. Like, oh yeah, Nas and Kanye did do an album. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Right. I, yeah, I actually forget when you said that. <laughs> They did. I'm like, are you misremembering? That's I'm what like, I'm oh, saying. God, they did a whole yeah, album. They did a whole like, album together, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like you know, um, um, it doesn't take away from either one of them as artists individually, but like that shit was, like, no bueno. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and Fivio is like one of those things where it's like, okay, like what is Kanye bringing to the table, mm-hmm. um, to sort of like, or what is Fivio bringing to the fucking table? yeah <laughs> you know that, that one verse on that on donda was good and it was like it had me it definitely had me excited for what was next but i wasn't like i know people were i know people i've heard a few people say like yo 
I'm really excited how Fivio sounds on this Kanye record. I'm really, I'm like, I was like, nah, fam. <laughs> like Kanye's, everyone sounds good on Kanye projects. That's true. No, I did, like, I, I, I liked it a lot. I like what he, I like what he was doing on there, and I think he had, I think I personally think he had one of the, the better verses on that album. But, and I, I was, I was willing to see because I liked, I liked some of Fivio's material before. I mean, I liked, um, you know, what the fuck is that song? It's like Mitt Mommy in the Deli, uh, Weddy. That song is good. I like that song a lot. I like some of his stuff with Pop. But just like, yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I thought that he was revitalized on the Kanye album. And then once that like single came out after with Alicia Keys, I was just like, this shit is trash. I, like I was I, I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid because I've seen this happen so many times. It's, it's yeah, like yeah, it's the fair. Kanye stimulus package. You know how they got the Drake stimulus package, right? What he it's, did with Cardi, him and Cardi coming together. That's that's the, magic. a whole lot of red is the most <laughs> slept on underappreciated fucking album. a lot of red is magic. A whole lot of red is dope, and like you're one of the that's probably one of the reasons I started liking your podcast to begin with because you guys like a whole lot of red. Because, like, I felt like I still feel like people's shit on the album, and I'm yeah. like, bro, this album is hard. <laughs> that'll, forever, that'll forever be encapsulated as our best opinion because that was a month like me and my buddy Ryan, uh, we used to live together, and we another Ryan who did the who we, used to, <laughs> uh, we used to do the podcast together too, but we like we like listened to that shit like religiously for like three days. Because we wanted to have the only review on the internet of whole lot of red, and we did. We accomplished that because we had it within two days. And like, because we were listening to it on Christmas, people aren't listening to music on Christmas. Nobody was reviewing anything. Even Fantana was pushing it back into the new year. But we were able to get a review out on on the Instagram page within two days, and it was an A minus. And I still stand by that because I think an A minus is still fair for that album. It's so good. Like, you know what I mean? It's a think- lot. It's a lot better than like than people you know still give it credit for like i feel like there's been sort of a reassessment oh, yeah like people have sure. sort of been like oh yeah this cardi album was actually kind of kind of good it was like a lot better than people said like i feel like people have said that that's a more common thing to hear mm-hmm. but i still kind of feel like it's kind of slept on still like doesn't really kind of get you know i mean it's to me it's like of his uh like it's a standout project from him mm-hmm. like if you compare it to his first album, you know what I mean? Or even Die Lit, which I enjoy. Yeah. Like, it's like a whole other, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that Cardi album, like, influenced mad shit after. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, oh. Whole Lot of Red is, like, mad influential. Like, you know, sure. he, I feel like, I feel like people don't. Sounds, yeah, he did. Feel, and it proved to me that he wasn't a producer rapper because, like, he was, he had these producers, like, Filthy on there, like, these, like, random, like, Gabe and shit, like, with a three in his name, like, these, like, random producers and, like, I don't know. He took like that, like destroy lonely sound and he like projected it like onto this like crazy blockbuster level. But like, yeah, before that, he was with Pierre and Pierre. was It was kind of like the Pierre show on the first two albums. But then by the third album, it was like, what the fuck is this? He's like screaming and his, he sounds like he's like fucking infected by a bat and shit. I'm like, he, this is that was really Cardi's for like almost like Cardi's debut, because in the past he was like into the production and he was like so like he was so he was so laced into the production. It was hard to pick him out of it. And on, on that third album, that whole lot of red album, which I did put on my list um that was his that was like his album that was his like you know big showing of talent i feel like no i i agree i agree even though there's a lot of people that like still like don't like kind of get it like i feel like i feel like don't give jesus credit fuck this fuck those people yeah (laughs) yeah that's true i was one of the people who actually gave jesus credit when it first came out i was like actually like i feel like a lot of people just aren't ready for this album Mm -hmm. like and i feel like time has sort of proven that like i feel like now it's not very it's very common for people to give Jesus props now oh yeah and it dropped people were like what the fuck is this black skinhead shit 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like now it's like you hear people say they like Jesus all the time now. Like, you know what I mean? Um, uh, especially when they compare it to some of his other projects, like, you know, now that he's dropped shit, like uh, the, the, what's the what's the one album he dropped? The fucking um, the, bi- the bipolar shit, the fucking. Uh, oh, yay. Yay. Right. Right. Like, yay was like, what the fuck is like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or even like me, I've never been I've never I've never even listened to Donda 2 um mm-hmm. i just was like i'm not listening to this bro i'm not buying I'm a stem. <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not just buying the stem player and i've what i've heard of the performances i was kind of like this seems sort of forced yeah uh, uh yeah, he, he was giving us so much back then he was giving us so much with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and Jesus, mm-hmm. and like even life apollo when people were sleeping on that one like he was giving well, life us apollo was hard <laughs> he was giving us so much we were taking it for granted like like, we, like everybody heard that bleached asshole one and they're just like oh kanye is just like oh he's just like, whatever blah, blah blah like oh he's really over the hill now it's like no like he's giving you so much he gave you so many tracks and so many good tracks and then it's just like yeah then you get yay which is seven tracks then you get jesus king which is all trash then you get donda which is like badly mixed and then you get donda too which is just complete garbage and then it's just, like i feel like people just didn't and he was performing like like he was peak performing when I saw him on the Pablo tour. And now he can't perform. He can't even sing. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like people really I feel like people really should have given him his flowers at that time. They fucked up. Yeah, that I I, I Life of Pablo. I st- like I still stand by that's a good album. Like I'm like when it came out, I was like, yo, this is hard. Like, no, for real. Yeah. For real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people would kind of sleep on like. I feel like people say, oh, it's Jesus. And then now it's the last like good shit. And I'm like, I know life of Pablo was kind of hard, bro. Like, yeah, uh, I, I feel like shit. And again, another example of like what I was trying to say about the Kanye stimulus package, right? Panda designer. Like if you appear on a Kanye album, <laughs> yeah, that is like you're going to like, go, you know, it's going to go like, you know what I'm saying? Like not if he does your album necessarily, but if you're on his project. Like you're gonna probably sound fire. Like you're probably gonna, you know, it's probably it's gonna propel you. Chance, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like even though I feel like Chance every album post has been absolutely horrible. Like, like I love Chance. Like back when he was like doing Ten Day and Acid Rap, and then yeah. like he just took a turn, bro. Like Coloring Book came out, and I was like, Coloring Book's okay. Uh, it had some joints on it, you know, a little bit, but like, and then I was just like, what, what happened, dog? Like he got on the Kanye album and like, you're like, oh, this is it. And then it was like, no, <laughs> like, no, stop. Someone stop this kid, stop him from doing what he's doing. Like save money. The whole save money crew just tanked. Like, um, yeah, it's even hard. though, even though jo- uh, uh, Joey is, is still good. Joey Perp, yeah. Joey right. Perp is still, yeah. Joey Perp is still dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, his projects are still consistently hot, like, period. Um, Chance the Rapper is a Bitcoin of rappers. I'm saying it now. <laughs> yeah, ch- Chance, but like, but the whole burst on him. But what's what's the other what's the other what's his name? Um, the one who pressed academics. Uh, oh, Vic Mensa. Vic Mensa is so bad, bro. Like, he's yeah. he's so awful, dog. Like. He like he changes a personality every album. He's like tried every style known to man. Like you know, like every album is a new look. Every album is a new sound, and it's all forced. It's all poser shit. It's all cringe. Yeah. 
like you got to give it a second yeah that's like uh, going back to like cardi it's like you got to give it a second like the first the first mixtape i personally love it but like a lot of people don't and i understand it but like by the time dialect comes around you get the review of the first album and you go okay like that the first mixtape or first album like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't bad it was pretty good and then you get a whole lot of reddit's like holy shit those two albums are now like he was really building to something you know what i mean he was like building an aesthetic starting a little bit more front like forward facing but he's on the lean and then the next album he's like you know he's like moshing then by the third album he's like you know hitting people in the face and they're bleeding it's like a real progression yeah with Vic Mensa it's like what the fuck he's like a backpack rapper he's like making techno music then he's making like you know what I mean he's making like a punk album that's like uh, like a almost like a fucking what the fuck is that iced tea <laughs> metal thing <laughs> oh yeah uh what the fuck is that deaf deaf body something body body count. body count body count right. like body, body count. count and then it's yeah, like yeah. he has another album where shit, that like, ice that body count shit is hard in comparison to that shit bro the Vic yeah, Mensa shit I'll Vic take Mensa. that body count over Vic Mensa's whole Vic- discography <laughs> Vic Mensa has never had any idea what he's doing he he's well he, he's been he's a plant like you know, I guess I guess chance is a plant. I mean, when your father worked for well, fucking Obama, you know, I guess you're kind of a plant yourself. But like, but like you know, like the only one I feel like is Joey Perp. Joey Perp's the only sort of one in that crew that's like mm-hmm. an auth- like authentic sort of Chicago guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just makes hard music. Like shit is right. dope. Like it's, and it just goes to show you, it's about the marketing. It's like it's all about sort of like you know the sort of names behind you, the people that are sort of giving you sort of like. The, the sort of the cosine you know what i'm saying it's like the black boy jb shit right right like I mean, like he took off like a fucking meteor once drake jumped on the shit uh and like what's happening with duke now like you know what i'm saying like i mean he still puts out shit and i still kind of like hear it and i'll bob to it you know but i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like uh take keith you know take keith is sort of ran with that shit like even, even more than him like you know because take keith yeah. fucked this shit up like like i hear that everywhere like oh my god it's take keith you know what I mean? Like, um, like it's just interesting to watch sort of the trajectories of artists. Uh, yeah, I can see it. I mean, even like, yeah, like Blueface came on the scene. Like Blueface was pretty, pretty sick from that famous script mixtape. I still love. And then, and then you just see him flailing. Same with Lil Pump. Like I, I had some fun with that Lil Pump. <laughs> yeah, Lil Pump. Yeah. Smoke Purp. And like, you see them now. It's like Smoke Purp is like playing, <laughs> Smoke Purp is playing like a bar in like Asbury Park to like five people. Yeah, Purp, Purp went his whole shit got fucked like it's, uh, crazy. it's so crazy to see these artists like totally on top of the world and they just fumble it or they just like they don't make the right moves or it's just like they don't understand that they're a one-year rapper and they're gonna make millions of dollars in that year and then after that it's like there's nothing for them like some it's so funny <laughs> they just don't understand yeah it's weird because it's like those guys like perp and like pump and like you know uh those they're so young dude they were like kids when that shit happened bro like yeah true and and like i felt like it was so organic and so sort of like it just sort of effortless Mm -hmm. that like they just assume like everything from this point is just it's gonna be easy um and it's like they just got that rude awakening like no <laughs> like yeah now you've really got a and i feel like that's the difference between somebody like cardi uh where i feel like cardi is an actual like star like he has whatever that kind of quality is it's like unnameable you know what i'm saying it's like you can't quite can't quite quantify what it is yeah he no. has a religion, he has a real genesis like genesis quoi about him where it's just like right. you know what i mean he's but he has that fucking like thing on it he has that like birthmark on it <laughs> that, man, that man was born to fuck shit up yeah it's just like some motherfuckers you just know like oh like okay whatever he's got 
it's it works you know what i mean and like he sort of like just kind of stays to himself and then come in and release this shit right and it just works uh and then there's just like you just see other artists who are just like <laughs> and then you have mario judah who comes through <laughs> i could make a better cardi album and then it's like where is he where do you go? You get another plant. I swear to God, that guy's a plant, bro. Like, I'm like, who the fuck wants to hear this fucking weird ass, hot top, topic, goth, fat black kid, like, oh, screaming and shit. It's like, this is horrible. Like, you're not Cardi. Like, this is not good. <laughs> like, like, I never kind of understood. Like, I'm like, I look at like, it's like Charles Hamilton, right? Remember Charles Hamilton? That no, I don't. Who's Charles Hamilton? Charles Hamilton was this kid from Harlem. He was a rapper, uh, and he got like. He was getting all the buzz like he was freestyling a lot like like he would like show he had songs like he had this song called brooklyn girl I ain't no like a brooklyn girl it's fuck that. uh and he he one of the famous things is like he got punched by a girl that he was like because he was like joking with her about her getting an abortion uh-huh and she like punched him in the face on camera and some shit oh wow um, like um because i guess he had messed with her and like he, they had got pregnant and he was like joking on camera and shit but like charles hamilton was like he was like a freshman cover kid too at some sure. point okay um but his career just was like completely like where did this guy come from like who's co-signing him he came from ohio actually um <laughs> that's where he was born oh I, I, makes perfect sense uh, <laughs> uh, he's born yeah. in ohio but like yeah like he was in harlem he would like be freestyling with like jay mills and like those guys <laughs> like jay mills is another one like you know what i'm saying where it's like what what happened yeah like, like you had a you were picked like you're gonna be the next guy like you know and then this is like he signed the young money and it was just like nothing where they go yeah where the like, fuck nothing like absolutely like it's like what the fuck like I, i'm fascinated by shit like that i'm gonna be real with you i'm fascinated by like artists careers and like their choices and shit they make and like what separates those sort of top tier guys because you look at a guy like for example another plant travis scott right um yeah you look at him and like i remember or i was on him early right and i was like yo his production is kind of like kind of sick for like to be so young mm-hmm. right and then like um I remember him putting out like Owl Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is kind of hard. Um, but I watched like the manufacturing of his career. But I also watched like his diligence to sort of like in his team, I guess, whoever the fuck was his team. Mm-hmm. Like I watched how hard they worked at like making him a fucking thing. Um, because it wasn't automatically a thing. Like he wasn't like out the gate a thing. Like, no, yeah. even on that, even on that Kanye compilation, he was just kind of like a crooning R&B guy. And I was just like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is this guy? Who gives a shit? Are you talking about on a cruel summer? Yeah. But you don't realize that like Kanye took a lot of Travis's shit. Like Kanye always does. Like he hears the, hears a sound mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, I can do that. Let me, let me fuck with that. And like, sort of like a lot of that, like later Kanye sound was like Travis Scott influenced, which is, you know, the auto tune and shit. Right. Like, and just the way he, not like 808 style, but like post that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, that was a sound that Travis Scott was like bubbling with. I don't even know if you call it bubbling. I just feel like certain people who had certain sort of connections within the industry identified it. Oh yeah. And, and was like, oh, this guy's got something. We're gonna we're gonna put the we're gonna put the sort of uh, the battery in this mm-hmm. dude and like make it go. Because I look at somebody like Vince Staples too, right? Um, Crimes of the future. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at somebody that. like. We're past that. Yeah, we're past that. Uh, I'm gonna look at somebody like Vince Staples, right? And I'm like, interesting. Vince is very interesting because it's like Vince. Vince makes great music. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he was supposed to be with Odd Future, 
um, and they wouldn't let him. And I mm. remember, I remember, um, what's the fucking guy from Haji Beats? Remember Haji Beats? Yeah, Haji yeah. Beats was like saying some shit, like, yeah, Vince was salty because we we wouldn't let him be in fucking high future. He was fucking mad, but like, well, who cares? He's famous now, so whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You look at their careers, and you're like, yeah, Vince is doing way better than Haji. No, uh, yeah. But 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 if you're aware of like that story a little bit, and you know about that guy Clancy, mm-hmm. Clancy is like the manager of you know. Uh, Tyler and like a lot of those odd future guys, Clancy was a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clancy has a history in the music industry, and Clancy managed like you know, rock groups and other shits, you know, well-known groups. So he was the one to sort of identify, and then you realize like odd future was kind of put together. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like some shit that like, oh, it was like whatever. It's like, no, like there's a whole bunch of kids, and he's just sort of like someone sort of behind the scenes put them together. Mm-hmm. But then you realize like Vince Staples has a manager. The same manager as Dave Chappelle. Yeah, interesting. And I'm like, so was that the rift? Like, was that the thing where it's like Clancy was the one who was sort of like, Odd Future is this thing. This kid is managed by this 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 dude over here. Yeah, he's not like, this get, thing. He's not this thing. Get him out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you start to wonder, like, like what the fuck is that? Like, there's always a story behind these people. Like, there's always like, if to people it just seems like, oh, it's like I feel like a guy like Tay K, like that's organic. Oh, yeah. Like, he was just some young dude doing wild shit, shooting people and shit, <laughs> making music about it. And, mm-hmm. like, it just took off. Or, like, for, for my hometown, Slim Jesus, right? <laughs> From <laughs> Hamilton, Ohio. Uh, yeah. Uh, Slim Jesus. Slim Jesus. Hell yes. <laughs> so, so Slim Jesus, right? Like, I know that's not, I know that's not a plant. Like, I know, yeah. like, I know for a fact that I know the guy who shot the video, Jerome, we used to play basketball together. We were in the backcourt. Like it was me and him. We were the two guards. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, Jerome, the, the guy, he's like, he, all he does is make, make videos now. But like the Slim Jesus direct, uh, video guy is, is, is the dude I know. But like that kid and where he's from, I know all about those people. Like I know about those, mm-hmm. those kind of white guys over where he lives on the east side. I lived on the east side. He lives over by Franklin and like over there by the knob, which is a bunch of like kind of like working class sort of quote unquote white white trash you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like um shout out white trash yeah yeah shout out to all my white <laughs> trash peoples fuck with y'all uh but uh so i saw that and it was like i know that that video was around for a minute and it just took somebody from like buzzfeed or somebody somebody like saw that video shared it mm-hmm. and then it took the fuck off like people were like look at this goofy ass this dude looks like Caillou. Like, what is he? She's holding guns up. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. Like the visual. And then his name is like Slim Jesus. Like, so it's like, I knew who, I knew it was all fake. You know what I'm saying? Like before I was like, it's not, it's not really doing this like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is all, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, and then like once that shit crashed, I mean, I think he made some money off of that, but, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I just, definitely that was definitely at the world star little B era where it's just like these like outsider people like broke through the gates where it's right. Just, but I say what? that to say that like, that was a true example of someone who wasn't a plant. Oh, like, no. Yeah, that, that was organic. Was, that was just some organic shit that just it went viral. And like he was able to sort of like now I think he's doing like scam rap now or some shit. <laughs> just like, hopping on a wave like to do do scam rap shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, mm-hmm. but 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 uh, yeah, like just very interesting like like most of these guys um it's not really uh it's not like organic it's manufactured it's like yeah, the reasons correct. well it's hollywood's the same way in my experience with a lot of people in hollywood is the same way which is like like 
these people's careers are just made. Mm-hmm. Like it's like part of that is publicist too. Like when you have money, you can like Billie Eilish had a publicist when she was like 15 or 14 years old. Like, you know, if you could pay a publicist, you're going to have like, if you can afford to pay a good publicist 10,000 a month, you're going to show up in every, everything. Oh yeah, like, for sure. I mean, how does she get a Vince Staples feature right. on her first EP? Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? And how do you, yeah, exactly. If you're plugged in, like, you know, our parents were artists or whatever they live. She lived in LA. She, they, they were smart enough and savvy enough to know the business. They bought, they hired a publicist, whatever they charge that publicist per month. The publicist has been around forever, but Kate Bush is an industry plant. Kate Bush, Kate Bush's family knew I was reading about this because I, I was about to, I'm about to do a podcast about her album. Uh, her family was friends with like the um the guitarist from fucking Pink Floyd. It's like, and they were super successful. They were like prog rock was the biggest thing in England, and he was like the biggest prog rock artist. And he knew her, he knew her family, and he was able to get her demos out at such a young age. So then it's like, oh my god, she's a prodigy. Where it's like, yeah, you know what right. I'm that's right. the story that they make. It's the same with Billie Eilish. It's like she's a prodigy. It's like, boom. It's like these these things have existed forever, for sure. Yeah, it is funny. It's like it's like, but to the outsiders, right? To the people who are truly outsiders looking in, right? Trying to like, break through. It's like it is like they really believe like the Correct. narratives. They really believe that they, they, it's just these people are just there because they're that hot. Like, are they that good? And it's like, yeah. Even Kate Bush, who rules, and she has incredible raw talent. And same with Billie Eilish, by the way. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like they're they're plant they were planted there. They yeah. they they had a start where it's like they were able to have a studio in their house at a young age. They knew fucking <laughs> the dude from Pink Floyd. They knew right. these record executives. Same with Lord. Same with all these artists. They're just all the it's all the exact same story. Yeah, and some really, of the and, really. and again, I will be I like I mentioned with Cardi. You know, like some of some of these people. You know have that kind of it factor for sure oh yeah some of them do and it's not like regardless of like whether they're plants or not like i I feel like those are the people who have the longest careers like Mm -hmm. those are the people with the sort of like legit longevity are those people that have whatever that is that on that intangible thing right like Mm -hmm. that thing that makes people sort of like because you can you can you can cultivate that like for sure you can definitely i feel like kanye's example of that like kanye cultivated that like yeah. Kanye, Kanye has it, but it wasn't like initially there. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye had to sort of become Kanye. <laughs> like, yeah, he, uh, you know I, mean, I mean, he's the, he's the anti-industry plant because he really mm-hmm. had to scrap for that shit. And that that put a real big fucking chip on his shoulder. Right. And I feel like him, him winning. Yeah. Like him winning the way he did at the level that he did. Mm-hmm. That's why people fuck with him so hard. Because I feel like whether they're whether they know it or not, like I feel like a lot of people do. But I feel like there's some people that just like Kanye. And they don't know why they like Kanye. And it's that's what it is. Yeah. It's like because we all sort of I can identify it either con- like either consciously or subconsciously that like, yo, this motherfucker like really like willed his way into oh, yeah. sort of like this sort of upper echelon of like whatever. And like uh, for better or for worse, you know, Kanye sort of like created like the sort of like. Uh, the new the, the 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 popular idea of like like oh i'm the best like i'm i'm he, just gonna you know what i'm saying he, like, he continued to force himself into these spaces where he didn't belong or where people didn't like he wasn't welcome you know what i mean he continued right. to force himself there he was like going into the offices like the def jam offices and 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 forcing his way through there and just like mm-hmm. to the point where it's like yeah it made certain people uncomfortable and then you get like later on it's like he got he's even like you see like watch the throne he's even like past jay-z on that album it's just like he continues to push himself he he, he has that innate thing where it's like 
uh, I'm going, this is going to be successful no matter what. You can't tell me what to do. And then once he is successful, then it's like, okay, well, you're, you're telling me not to do this. So I'm going to like, it just like continue to, for him, it worked for some people. It doesn't, but yeah. So some people, it doesn't work, but I feel like it's, just, it's an obsession thing. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you're truly obsessed, right, if you're truly sort of like if that's what you derive your sense of worth from, if that's what you derive, your sort of like everything, your whole entire being in existence from that creates the fuel and the energy to sort of continuously work and chip away when mm-hmm. most people would be like, man, you know what? Fuck this, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people would just be like, yo, fuck this. Like I'm about yeah. to or they just call it audible. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Be like, I'm about to do this. I'm about to go this way now because. But this motherfucker is just like bull in a china shop forward. Like, I'm not going nowhere. Like, I see this sort of ticket, you know, or the, the target. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to continuously aim for the target. And I feel like that's why, uh, you know, um, that's why he is who he is. But also, that's why there's legions of people who are op- absolutely fucking annoying <laughs> because of Kanye, right? Like, you know, like yeah, uh, he broke uh, down the he broke down fences that should, maybe should have been there in the first right. Day. Like now everyone is like, oh, this is what you got to do. It's like, no, no, no. That's a specific <laughs> yeah. that's a specific case. Like everyone is like, no, yeah. it's, it's like it's like if you see like a celebrity or like even like a micro celebrity, like an event or something, and the one guy that takes a picture with them, like that guy's cool, but everybody else who comes in after them is like, that shit is annoying. <laughs> right well, you weren't supposed to take a picture with him everybody knows that he's there you know it's like it's like that exact same thing so yeah for sure i, I totally see that he he broke down he broke down barriers that maybe should have been there <laughs> and a lot of annoying ass people generationally are just continuing to <laughs> follow in his footsteps when they probably shouldn't yeah facts and <laughs> it, it, i i agree and like i said like i i definitely uh he's a he's a he's a, i just i just feel like I hate celebrity. Like I really do. Like, uh, but at the same time, it's like, we live in a, we live in a society. Like uh, we, we live in a fucking like, uh, uh, what's the, what's the synonym for society. We live in a world amongst other individual human beings, uh, all together collectively mm-hmm. <laughs> where, uh, celebrity is such a fucking, um, it's so celebrity focused and driven and so much emphasis is placed on this, this, this concept, right. Of being, being not, not only having no, uh, notoriety, but also being, uh, just, you know, having clout. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, 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 it is sort of placed at the top of sort of like, it's what it's the brass ring for the, I would say the majority of, people in this country yeah like this idea of like gotta have the clout you know what i'm saying you gotta have the clout at all costs right you know? um and it's like it's produced you know um something where the only the only the end result is only going to be crimes of the future yeah it's it's true yeah i mean that's how i that's really how i interpreted the movie when i walked out back and going on going full circle <laughs> yeah you like that like how i did that yeah Brought it all the way home like yeah like only result like that's our future based you know what i'm saying like like i feel like uh it's a plausible thing yeah i get it it's over the top and so yeah. is right because um, clout because what clout really is or clout or pursuit of clout or clout chasing is something i try and avoid so much is that it's this idea of like no like you don't understand something like that's higher than you you know what i mean maybe you see somebody on instagram that's like an artist that has 50k followers and you listen to their music and it's badly produced and the vocals are bad but you're like they have something 
up here that I want because they have 50,000 followers and they have this look and this and that, and people are all looking at them. So I want to get to that level somehow. And I don't understand it. I, I don't like it, but I'm going to pretend to like it so I can get up there. That's one of the things I try and avoid most when I'm like reviewing stuff or when I like interact with these artists. I, my, my main goal or like my main thing with, with art or with reviewing people is that I need to like the music or I need to have like a base level of respect for the artists and what they're doing before I speak to them. Because otherwise I'm just going to be like, it, it's, it's, it would just be pure clout chasing. Cause it would just be like, I don't like this artist. But like they have a look or they have a something that I want to be at that level of. And it's like that, like all about Eve thing where it's just like, I need to be there no matter what. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter what means to get there. It doesn't matter. Like if I, you know, fuck up this person's scene or whatever, it's just like, you have to be there. I don't understand it. I don't like it, but I need to be up there with them. And it's like, you need, to, people need to stop doing that because it's bad. And it just, it, people need to understand that most of the people up there, are buying followers <laughs> it's like, right, right. The, the reason why they're up there is they have a family that was able to buy them followers and able to buy them the look and able to continually buy them like this like tech and studio taylor time. swift taylor swift type shit <laughs> yeah or even on just like a lower level just like these yeah. these people like these like instagram rappers that have like 100k followers and two photos it's like the reason why they're up there is just because they were like it's not organic it's just they were they were they played it smart and they were able to buy them but it doesn't mean that they're good just because you have 100k followers doesn't mean that your streams are good doesn't mean that people are going to come to your concerts it doesn't mean shit so you need to you need to understand at a base level what's good or what's bad and if you don't understand that you end up with crimes of the future because it all of that art it was an awful taste especially the kid at the end right right where, where it's just like they're cutting a kid open and like his dick is out and it's a child and, right. I, and like i haven't seen that in a movie i and since like uh pusher two or something but like by the way but <laughs> that was uncomfortable to reffin see. shout out to reffin <laughs> yeah. but like yeah his daughter graduated today i saw the, i, I follow him hey. on Twitter. Nice. <laughs> i was like what the fuck is whole he has a whole grown daughter i uh, want to interview that dude i don't yeah. know how to contact him but i want to interview He's him so more. pretentious bro i i, I like you ever heard of like a reverend interview it's fucking great it's like he's just like falls in love with himself like he, like uh i don't know if you saw the william friedkin interview uh no i didn't so william freaking and reffin is interviewing william freaking right and william freaking uh, is obviously a legendary director directed you know the exorcist french connection you know the list goes on and on right yeah you know, goaded he's a goaded filmmaker right yeah and like reffin is talking to him and he's like talking about you know his masterpiece and then he's like you know well i made also when i made my masterpiece uh only god <laughs> forgives and reffin's like what He's like, whoa, what? He's yeah, like, yeah. someone, someone call, call a doctor. I think this man is ill. Like he's like saying, like, like basically literally saying, like, dude, you're smoking crack. Like, oh, freaking you're saying he's saying yeah, like freaking is telling Reffin in real time. It's a YouTube clip. You go, it's fucking hilarious. He's like, yeah, yeah like, what are you talking? Like, you're, you're he's calling only God forgives a masterpiece. He was like, Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he rocks. He reminds me of me when I interview people. Like, I'll interview Kendrick Lamar and then I'll just be like, bro. My journey is so similar to yours because I also came from the bottom. <laughs> so it'll be like, I get so egotistical sometimes. Like I didn't, I I constantly have to fight that with myself. I, I say this about Riffin all the time. Is like I will watch, and I I don't even like all of Riffin's movies, but I fucking like Riffin. So like I will I I will watch anything he makes because I just find him interesting. I you know what I'm saying like I find like his even a even a bad Riffin film is like worth watching. Like, oh you yeah, know what I mean like um like. Like, for example, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't say um, a Neon Demon is good. Yeah, it's not. But like I would, but I would tell people to watch it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, and even Only God Forgives, I feel like Only God Forgives is actually like, it's like the Cardi effect. It's like, 
<laughs> I actually feel like, you know, like when how people initially thought of whole lot of red was like mid or like some bullshit. Mm. And now mm. they're like, no, I feel like that's that movie is actually kind of he's like he wasn't kind of that far off base. Like Masterpiece, I don't I won't necessarily go that far. Yeah. O- Only God Forgives is a great movie to smoke weed to. You put on a projector, you turn mm. the sound off and you put on some vibey ass music. Like I was, I was watching that and listening to the chromatics, um, like Kill for Love. Or oh whatever. yeah, the chromatics is fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> the di- once you get rid of the dialogue, I'm like, this movie is a visual feast. Like this, it is like cool. low key is pure cinema, dog. Like and and, yeah. and like you know what I'm saying. Like it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, like you could pick apart a lot of this shit, but like, it is like it does the one thing that like movies do. do. Like what you know what I mean? Like it's like it it's cinema. Like you're like. Mm-hmm. You're just watching this shit. Like you like you say, you can watch it with the fucking sound off. Yeah, yeah. And in that way, it's like Fury Road, right? Like Fury Road is one of those movies where like every frame is a painting, right? Yeah. Like Fury Road is one of those movies, it, it'll be on in the background. I'll just stop. Mm-hmm. Just look at it. And only God forgives us like that. Where it's like, I don't necessarily even like care what's happening. I'm just looking at it like, yo, look at this movie. Like the story is gross. I mean, the story is basically Ryan Gosling's brother like raped and murdered like a a child prostitute in like Taiwan or something, yeah. like getting revenge for some reason for his, and, his death. Like because he wants to fuck Ryan his mom. Gosling, yeah, because Ryan Gosling, <laughs> yeah, because Ryan Gosling's brother like gets killed or whatever. And it's like he wants to get revenge for his death. And like the yeah, the plot and the ethics of it and the acting is bad and the whole movie is bad, <laughs> I would say. But yeah, the visuals are like if from a pure visual standpoint, so many points of that movie, it's like if you put that in a different movie, it would have been fucking awesome. Like I will, I will challenge you. When's the last time you watched Only God Forgives? Uh, I watched it last year. Last year, okay, that's fairly recent. Like I feel like that's when every time I've seen that movie, um, after seeing it initially, each time it's gotten a little bit. I'll watch like, it again. <laughs> I've, I've like, I feel like it's gotten better. Like I've seen it probably like three times total, and I feel like second time it was better than the first, and the third time it was better than the second. Mm. And I feel like when I watch it again, eventually, I feel it'll probably be the fourth time is better. Um. Because yeah, all those all those criticisms I have where I'm like, yo, this what the fuck is this? Like, like this is like what is going on? Um, yeah. you know, um, especially when I, but I feel like it's because sort of the expectation of Gosling and Refn working after drive was so high too. Mm-hmm. Um, that colored it. And also, like you said, the absurd nature of the content and the plot, if you even want to call it a plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I feel like people were just like, it was the perfect like by my perfect i mean opposite of that <laughs> uh, it was a type of like follow-up to a movie that successful as drive uh was uh mm-hmm. it was the it was it was the movie that like if you followed up with is the fact that it followed that movie made it even worse you yeah know what I'm definitely, definitely like if it got if it came out before drive i feel like it would it wouldn't have been people would have received it differently i don't know if people would have loved it I won't go that far, but I will say I feel like the reception would have been very different. Yeah, there was a high expectation after that, even from my standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Because my favorite reference is is actually on um, uh, Valhalla Rising. Bro. Like I actually uh, that one I haven't seen yet. It's quite good. It's I heard it's very good though. It's fucking great. Bro. Like it's fucking so good. Like you know, Mad Mickelson, you know, playing a a one eyed Viking. Like yeah, um, sure. but then like the whole. It's 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 a he's supposed to be like when you realize like his name is one eye like they don't even tell you his name but like then you realize like one eye is like a uh, another name for Odin right? ah, and then like this idea and you remember like the Greek gods and shit 
like they used to come down to earth and be met. They used to literally take the form of a, a man, a human, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it plays multiple ways. Like this is like Odin. And then it's like this transition because you have these missionaries that one eye, you know, after he escapes, basically being he's a human slave who's made to fight other Vikings and shit, right? Once he escapes, uh, he joins this missionary group who are looking to sort of go to Jerusalem, but they end up in uh, North America. Hmm. And they end up, you know, encountering Native Americans, right? And it's like this whole idea of like Christianity supplanting the old sort of pagan sort of our our mono like it becomes like a what is it monotheistic? What's the one, one god from like multiple gods? Oh, monotheistic you know, and polytheistic. Polytheistic, like it's like the transition and like him sort of like it plays on multiple levels. Hmm. like it's like it, it's one of those movies that like it's like oh like and, and he wrote the movie was written by like this uh i believe he's a, a an iceland he's someone from this is novelist from iceland um who's like a very hmm. very uh wait a second i wonder if that's the same guy who wrote the northman maybe not no no no. that's a different guy the guy different. who wrote the northman is the guy who works with bjork works with bjork yeah that's yeah, right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but that that's guy is i think that guy is from like sweden or something or something like that right? he's from iceland no he's from iceland, yeah, iceland he's from iceland well maybe this is the other way around Different maybe, guy. Sure, sure. maybe the guy that works with bjork who wrote the norseman which i fuck with uh actually didn't we actually did an episode about those both to, we paired those two movies uh, oh, okay the, the norseman and uh valhalla rising but uh yeah it's just a good movie dog it's just fucking <laughs> good like you know what i'm saying it's good see it. like and it's done at a certain like budget and it's like not like super big but like he makes the most of it so like that's my favorite reffin but reffin's like dope you know he's dope he's definitely uh a, a, a filmmaker who despite his annoying sort of persona Works at times bit, yeah. yeah i do feel like uh he's pretty good like he's a pretty good pretty good uh or pretty good is the wrong word he's an inch he's a constantly i find him a constantly interesting filmmaker uh for probably the reasons that some people don't like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or they'll be like, "Oh, he's pretentious," or "Oh, he's he's fucking full of himself." Or mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, but that's kind of like what makes Kanye Kanye, right?" Yeah, it makes Quentin Tarantino Quentin. What Tarantino. makes Quentin, Quentin Tarantino Quentin Tarantino? What makes David Cronenberg? David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg. <laughs> uh, and I feel like on that note, that's a good note to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long one because we've okay. been we've been going for a minute, but yeah, dude. Uh, I appreciate you coming on to chop it up with me. Um, and this is definitely going to be uh, a return podcast uh, uh, for the uh, Mutual Aberration Society because I just feel like, uh, yeah, I just feel like this encapsulates sort of the idea of that, the whole thing, which is like people talking and discussing sort of like uh, people from different spaces, that my favorite word spaces uh bodies and spaces yeah different uh, bodies in different spaces <laughs> people with different bodies in different spaces like coming coming together and uh talking about just random shit uh mostly you know art related so yeah dude appreciate it uh oh for sure everybody check out anti-art great podcast. yeah check out check out anti-art instagram uh anti-art.blog um and uh if you're in new york um on july 23rd we uh we're organizing an instagram protest oh because they God. keep banning motherfuckers they ban buzz intellectuals i saw that bruh <clears throat> bruh they i just got, got a notification and i got worried of the my back they were like your account is banned and i was like oh the new one and i'm like oh, and it was like i think it was like saying that my my banned account is banned to the 30th so maybe the yeah. original 
account will come back on the 30th. I don't know. I, I suspend it until the 30th. It probably it might come back. They might. It might come it. back. It might come back. I mean, I'll I have it back like, to you and then they'll take it back. Right. Years. They'll probably take it again. But it has like mm-hmm. 15. All right, I guess it only had like 1,500 followers. Like, but like it hasn't been around that long. But right. like, but it's just so stupid. Like they ban people for shit. Like I'm getting banned right. for sharing memes that uh, that I found on Instagram. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's just a, it's it's a it's nonsensical the things that they're doing and they need to support creators and they need to protect creators because the only people that they protect are are people that they literally call creators which are just mm-hmm. like whatever like Benny Drama or like Tank Sinatra or like these like meme pages <laughs> that aren't really yeah. meme pages yeah, yeah. Type of shit and everybody else gets left in the dust and then when you complain about it they go oh get off of Instagram go see some sun it's like bitch like I met Earth Eater through Instagram get the fuck out of my face <laughs> I love her I love her music I meet all these people through Instagram I you know I'm right. able to I'm able to speak to all these like random people that I would never meet or never come into contact with otherwise because I have this utility and that's what it is. It's, it's like right. water. It's like electricity. It's a utility. Fact, we we connect through Instagram. We you connect through Instagram. Right. Exactly. And it's like one of those things where it's, 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 it really, the, I'm really sick of the fucking, I like, like I didn't want to, when I really started shit posting, <laughs> yeah. like I realized like, yo, this shit is fucking, re- they ban you for anything, dog. Yeah. Like it's so arbitrary. It's like, why did it, why did you take that post down? They just deleted it. Like, it's not even anything like it's like imagine if you use your printer too many times a day and they shut off your electricity forever that's literally exactly what it's like i mean i mean it's it's less severe than that and i know this sounds like a privileged complaint and i guess it is a privileged complaint or whatever but fuck it they have a monopoly on communication they have a monopoly on like these different things and it's like they don't understand like this is something that this is a way to build friendships this is the way to like communicate this again like whatsapp is maybe even a more important one that's connected with meta it's like these things they don't understand that when they go away and then when they get when you get banned for them when you get shut down arbitrarily it's like you lose your whole network of friends you might be selling t-shirts you might have sold 500 t-shirts you have yeah. all the addresses in your messages the next day they decide you don't like something boom you have no addresses you just lost twenty thousand dollars right yeah there. yeah when bus Selectual, like bus got deleted dog i had to remember who i was even following like because i was i was like what the fuck am i fault like like obviously there's obvious people i remember but there's other fucking people i'm like i just know that account but i don't remember it like you know what i mean like like I, there's just there's group chats that i was randomly in like just weird shit like just all kind of weird shit you don't think about in the, before they fucking like zuck your shit like when you right. they get zucked and you're like yo this is like totally some like gestapo level shit like you know what i'm saying or they just like this group of fucking secret police that just come in and just fucking kidnap your shit and be like yeah you're done um yeah they're they're not, they're not trying they're not hiring the right people to to manage these things they're all all these people are out of touch they just protect creators that they give blue checks to and right if you got a blue check you get away with everything like i'm right. looking at some of those bigger accounts that have blue checks i'm like yo if i posted this right now they would fucking strike it would be a strike yeah, Patias Fantasy World is posting cock and hole every single day, but like my friends can't post like <laughs> <laughs> like white girls are uncool. But Patias like, yeah. Fantasy World, right? Didn't they get fucking their shit like fucking took yeah. it down and then they fucking like petitioned or said like, right, they, like got the, and they got, they got the, the check. Involved. They got the yeah, they got the press involved and they got the check and now they can fucking shout out to them. But like like it's like, yo. Yeah. Why is it OK? Like once you get the check. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what like, we're challenging. I mean, I'm not trying to like, I don't give a fuck about if I get a blue check. I don't care if any of the other organizers get them. I don't, that doesn't concern me. Like, that's like a side effect that that happens. Cool. Yeah. Fuck a blue but check. It, but yeah. fuck a blue check. Like the whole idea of a blue check is, is ridiculous. The whole fact that you need one in order for them to take you seriously. And like, in order for them to understand like what you're doing, is like, 
It's like a whole. It's like it's very classist and it's very fucked. How up. many times is horny more a horny mermaid? How many Eat. times she's been banned? So many, dude. Like her, like sometimes like she'll get banned and like she'll just have a new account and I realize, oh, it's her. <laughs> like, right. like I didn't even know it was like, oh, I'm following her again, but like I didn't know it was right. her. She got banned like a million times, and it's like for what? Right. Like, what is she getting banned for? Like, no I'm violations or anything. I'm like, stu- stupid Oklahoma bitch is another one. She gets banned constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Charlie, I believe that's her name, Charlie. She gets banned all the time. Like, I'm like, I mean, good thing she has multiple accounts, but like, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you, obviously, have so much time. you shouldn't have to spend so much time and so much energy on this app and like to be even complaining about it to this level. It should just be, it should just be like, I know it does seem like to other outside people who aren't in this seems like such a frivolous thing to care about, but right. it really fucking is some bullshit though. <laughs> but they capture our attention. Like you can, you can see your screen time on your phone. There's many people across America who spend like 15 hours a day on this app and it's like, should they go outside? Yes. But maybe they're on the app because, <clears throat> because they're building a following. And once you build a following, you can, you can really convert that into like, articles you can be it's such such a bullshit that's such a bullshit shut down sort of like response that people say go outside it's not about that you know what i'm saying like it's not about going outside feeling my outside opportunities and you're watching that it's so much it's so much that's so like uh like uh that's so like reductive you know what i'm saying where it's like oh y'all this is just not a thing just go outside it's like no it speaks to a larger problem which is like this sort of idea of like these tech companies having all this fucking control you know what I'm saying? These private companies having all this fucking control. These private companies who have immersed themselves to, in our all of our lives to the point where these sort of like applications right. and these devices and these sort of like things have become the new sort of way that people move about in they their lives. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a like it's not just deeper than just a, a, an IG account. Like, you know what I mean? Like people do everything through their phones now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You ever lose right. your phone? You ever, you ever lose your phone? Your phone? You lose, yeah, right, right. Like the, like, the oh, amount shit. of the amount of power and influence that these people w- wield, right? Uh, and, and the amount of money they reap in, like based off of like selling selling people's data, you know, like without our permission, you know what I'm saying? Like uh just the all the fucked up shit that this goes unchecked, like it just speaks to that larger problem. Like just this small thing of like IG's weird arbitrary rules about co- uh, a code of conduct and community uh guidelines yeah guidelines and shit it's just it, it speaks to a larger problem um so yeah definitely if you can go to the fucking protest like if i was in new york i would definitely be there like because yeah fuck fuck ig <laughs> like fuck yeah fuck mark yeah. zuckerberg fuck him 2 p.m come through um, we got we got a lot of people people have been complaining because it's like oh like like uh don't put your name to it you know uh, don't make it about you fair that's totally fair we have a growing list of, of people messaging us every single day from all different walks of life that are going to come to the protest and they're going to yeah. come to this so it's not just about like when is it again those. july july 23rd you said july right? 23rd at july 2 p.m. Drive 23rd at 2 p.m definitely if you're able to go go fucking jack kerouac suck a dick <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> mark zuckerberg suck a dick. mark zuckerberg can suck a dick jack kerouac can suck a dick that's uh, a reference for those people that know um mm-hmm. uh that's a reference uh but yeah bro uh appreciate it again um check out ryan on all the fucking socials all the fucking anti-art podcasts uh hopefully uh i'll release this podcast soon um i'm trying to bank a few again as i bring back this other podcast and uh listen to buzzkill uh that's fair yeah hell yeah all right y'all uh peace i don't never know how to end shit <laughs>
All right. <laughs> uh, stop recording. <laughs>